to the rankings, a podcast that answers the age-old question, what are the movies that make us cry? I'm Danny Weiser, with me as always is my co-host and the Terrence Man to my Moonlight Graham. It's Ty McGowan. What's up, bud? Who's ready to get real emotional after our <laughs> ridiculous SNL episode? <laughs> we are making a 180 real fast Let's, right now. <laughs> we're trying to keep our listeners on their toes. You know what I mean? That's what we're here for. Are we, uh, we are well known to cry during movies. Oh, yeah. We not 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 uh, afraid to talk about it. Some would say we maybe talk about it too much. Uh, nah, which... You know what? If you if you cry in movies, then that you're experiencing that movie better than most people are. So I say cry mm-hmm. all, all you can. Are you like me where you rarely cry in a real life scenario, but you cry at almost every movie you watch? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll cry in a real life scenario. Also, guess what? I've had a pretty privileged sheltered life, so I haven't had a lot to cry about, but like, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. But I mean, I'll cry in movies like all the time, like bad movies. I'll cry during like that. Uh, what was that? Uh, whatever movie that came out of the disaster movie that came out during the pandemic about the guy trying to fly in Greenland. I cried during (laughs) that movie. (laughs) But also, I was raised by a movie. My dad is a movie crier. Uh, my yeah. mom's a movie crier. I, I mean, yeah. It, it, there is no shame in the McGowan family about crying during a movie. Are there certain things about movies that get you more than other things? Like, is, if this trope happens, if this scenario happens, almost, it's bound to get you. Almost anything with a father and son. Yep. Or, or brothers. Okay. Unfortunately, we don't get a lot of like because I have a really good relationship with my parents, so like that's why the father and son thing gets me. But there's mm-hmm. not a lot of movies about uh, mother son. Mm-hmm. You don't really get that that much, except for the movie that came out a few years ago with Jesse Plemons and um, oh the lady from SNL. I can't remember, but that's a really good good uh, mother son movie. But yeah, what you're talking about. father son brothers definitely get me every time or like really close friends that are you know basically brothers in a sense yeah uh big one for me is uh i'm proud of you moments which is why sports movies always get me oh yeah those are those are super super big that gets me more than anything i think yeah Uh, but having said that do you think you're gonna cry this episode talking about it there's probably a, a certain movie that's yeah. my number one that I will probably cry about when I'm talking about it. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, you are list A if you want to go ahead and get started. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't make any real rules for myself with this. I kind of just winged it because I assumed, I mean, at one point, you, me, and Brian all texted each other. We were like, we have over 115 movies <laughs> on both of our lists. So I'm assuming we're going to do a part two to this at some point. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I did. I didn't want to put any Pixar on my list or any movies that like intentionally make you cry, like yeah. Manchester by the Sea. Sorry if that's mm-hmm. on your list. Is it? No. I guess it wouldn't. Yeah, that movie is just like no. All all of my movies, make... <laughs> everything on my list is a movie that I like. I genuinely really like. Yeah, that movie will make me cry, and it's a really good movie. I just never want to watch it again. Yeah. So yeah, but I did do a theme with my honorable mentions. I think you'll be able to guess it um i rank them based on how much they make me cry each one Mm -hmm. um so my my third honorable mention is toy story 4 what are you saying goodbye to buzz i mean Mm -hmm. big part of my childhood gets me every time do i think they should have stopped at toy story 3 yes yeah 
did we need this? No, but mm-hmm. it'll make me cry, and it's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, second honorable mention: Toy Story Two. Uh, okay. The Jesse flashback. I think I'm, I with think the, I'm picking up on maybe your theme here. <laughs> the Jesse flashback with the saddest song for a kids movie of all time. <laughs> when somebody loved me, and she just gets tossed aside at the end of it. Good God. That is, you know they're just putting that movie together like we're about to wreck these idiots. Yeah, I think that was like the beginning of Pixar's like, oh, what if we like emotionally stunt our viewers for the rest of their lives? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Toy Story that always makes me cry the most, Toy Story 3. Yeah. So this movie the came out thing. the year I graduated, co- uh, graduated high school. So like a lot of things were ending in my life. Toy Story mm-hmm. was like the one movie I watched all the time when I was a kid. And when Andy gives the toys away, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, it wrecks me. There's a fan edit somewhere out there. I think it might have gotten deleted by now, but it was, like, the Lost music, which was really good, but it's played over that ending when Andy gives away his toys, and it's just so tough. And then, of course, you have the incinerator scene where, like, I was like, oh, they're about to, like, kill all of, like, the toys that basically raised me as a child. <laughs> Like, oh, this is really about to happen. Yeah. But they all start holding hands. But yeah, when Andy, he gives away Woody and he just kind of holds back just a little bit when she tries to take the toy. Like, oh my God, that yeah. kills me so much. Yeah, cripes the Toy Story movies. Yeah, I, I'm realizing I don't have any animated movies on my list. I have um, two more animated movies. Yeah, which there's not there's not a reason for that. I didn't like purposely leave them off. I guess I just like you just hate like animated you s- movies. You've said it multiple times. <laughs> well, it's just like you said. Like I, all so many of these animated movies are just designed, yeah. to like specifically, we're gonna destroy you here. I want you to weep like a baby. That's what these animated movies are for. Absolutely, that gets annoying. So, all right. Um, my honorable mentions also have a theme. We love a theme. Uh, it's all sports movies. This is my favorite thing we've started, like unintentionally started. Theming our honorable mentions? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing we've started here. Um, but they're all sports movies. My first one is Rudy from oh. 1993. Oh. Directed oh my by David Anspaugh, Sean Astin, and John Favreau. Rudy grew up in a steel mill town where most people ended up working, but wanted to play football in Notre Dame instead. There were only a couple problems. His grades were a little low, his athletic skills were poor, and he was only half the size of the other players. But he had the drive and the spirit of five people and has his sights set upon joining the team. The the mo- the biggest cry moment in this movie for me, of course, is the Rudy chant. Oh, really? It's not the – for me, it's the, what, you're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing? <laughs> Playing with the best <laughs> oh, players good. out in the country? That's the that's that's one that always gets me. There's a few of them, like there are all the players start turning in their jerseys, saying for Rudy. That gets me, of course. Oh yeah. He finally gets called into the game. That of course rips me up. He he gets the sack. That tears me up. But just they start the chant. They start the Rudy chant. They're carrying him on his sho- on their shoulder. Are you kidding me, dude? Just rips me up every time. Still, My- I think he's still to this day the only Notre Dame player to be carried off the field, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think maybe. so. I don't yeah. know. My dad would know. Fun fact, my dad was at the, that game, the taping. No way. Game. Yeah. He was at the Rudy game? Yeah, they did it apparently. I, granted, he told me this story a long, long time ago, so I'm probably mix, mixing stuff up. This might just be wrong if somebody fact checks it. But I seem to remember him saying they shot it at like, 
either before or during halftime or right after like an actual Notre Dame game. I want maybe it was like oh, right he after. Oh, was at the and, filming of this. I thought yeah, he was, so he, the, he was the at the real Rudy. No, 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 not the real Rudy. The filming. Okay. Um, it was just like a. Again, I'm. It's been 15 years since we talked about this, but I, I want to say like it was a Notre Dame game. The game ended, and they were like, "Hey, well, some people stay and sit in this section for something that we've got coming up." And uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'll stay, whatever." And they just like he filled up this section with these people, and they he was in the background of filming Rudy. That's awesome. Just, which is just nuts. We're all huge. We're from South Bend, Indiana. My whole family was raised there. I was born there. I was the only one not raised there. So we're all big Notre Dame people. But yeah, so that move, for that reason, like means a lot to our family. But it's just, God, it's a good sports movie. <laughs> and it just starts off so sad. I mean, yeah. his friend dies in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. In a yeah, gas that explosion. That movie is designed to just tear you up. But. Yeah, first honorable mention, Rudy. My second honorable mention is Miracle, oh. 2004. Oh. Directed by Gavin O'Connor, stars Kurt Russell, Patricia Clarkson, and Noah Emmerich. When college coach Herb Brooks is hired to helm the 1980 U.S. men's Olympic hockey team, he brings a unique and brash style to the ice. After assembling a team of hot-headed college all-stars who are humiliated in an early match, Brooks unites a squad against the common foe, the heavily favored Soviet team. Um... There are again multiple cry moments in this one. The halftime speech is a good one, when he's just he's working them up. Do you believe in miracles? I, I hate. The t- I'm tired of hearing how good the Soviets are. Is a good one, but when Team USA defeats the Soviet Union at the end, and you just hear Al Michaels, "Do you believe in miracles?" Yes. Oh, yeah. just and then Coach Brooks goes into the the like little like entryway by himself yep. and you see him express emotion for the first time ever. <laughs> the absolute for he's like oh it's over yeah goodness gracious man what a what a good movie holy cow what <laughs> that a, good is such movie. a good movie very what a great moment doesn't get yeah. talked about enough for sure what a great moment gavin o'connor it just makes good sports movies yeah uh kyle kyle banduho uh Post big screen sports talks about it all the time. Gavin O'Connor is just the god of directing sports movies. I uh, so when I was at Ole Miss in my fraternity, we had these pledges that were like assigned to come to our house, and most of the time we were just like, "Yeah, you can just like go play video games. We don't really care. We don't really need you to do anything." But I made <laughs> one. Anytime one of me and my roommates had to take a test, he had to give the Herb Brooks miracle Ooh. speech. Ooh, every single time before we left the house <laughs> oh that's very good and he got Ooh. into it it was so good <laughs> are we gonna rank are we gonna rank yes. like coach yeah. speeches yes we are <laughs> God, there's so many i feel like our lists will be similar but it'd be really it fun to matter. just recite them to each other yes <laughs> that'd be a fun episode all right cool put it on the list uh my final honorable mention is the one movie that i am positive is on both of our lists um it's field of dreams oh yeah oh we have wow talked- yeah what? This is so low. <laughs> yeah, I tried to keep most of my I tried to keep my honor, or the sports movies to honorable mentions. I've one in my list and you'll see why later. Um, but that's why it's here and not not in the regular list. But Field of Dreams 1989 directed by Phil Alden Robinson stars Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones and Amy Madigan. Uh, Ray Kinsella is an Iowa farmer who hears a mysterious voice telling him to turn his cornfield into a baseball diamond. He does, but the voice's directions don't stop, even after the spirits of deceased baseball players turn up to play. Uh, we did an episode of We Should Watch a Movie on Field of Dreams. Yeah. So if you want to hear us, if you just are like us and love this movie 
a lot. Uh, you want to hear more talk on here, specific thoughts, go listen to that. Um, but the some of the best cry moments on this, uh, when Moonlight Graham has to give up his oh. dream, he ter- has to turn into the old man to oh save gosh. Karen's life, is great. But, of course, the big one is, hey, Dad, want to have a catch? Oh, destroys me every single time. I'm a puddle at that point. There, um, Terrence Mann's speech, his big monologue about how baseball is the one constant good thing <laughs> that America has had. It's true. It gets me every time. But yeah, it's hey dad, want to have a catch is one of the all time crime moments in a movie. Yeah, coming up much, much, much later. <laughs> yeah, I assume I, I'll I'll explain uh, my list as I get into it, and I start with my top ten. As to why it's not on there, um, but yeah, I tried to keep my sports movies uh, to my honorable mentions. Otherwise, this list would just be ten sports movies. You know? Yeah, what I, mean? I did have to cut my. I, I was making my <laughs> list. I was like, "Dang, these are all sports movies." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tried to keep sports movies to a minimum in the actual list. <laughs> uh, okay, my number ten, Logan. I mean. Mm. For I mean, it is no like everyone knows who who has listened to this podcast since we started that I'm a huge X Men fan. Mm-hmm. I grew up on those those early 2000s X Men movies. I love those so much. And Hugh Hugh Jackman's Wolverine was like my favorite character ever behind Spider Man. Yeah. And this movie, when he spoiler alert for a movie that came out like five years ago, but. When he dies, my God, it was like my childhood just came crashing down in front of me. And it's like not surprising <laughs> at all. It is like totally there throughout the entire movie. But the yeah. whole time I'm like, no, this is not going to happen. It's Wolverine. He heals. It's not, he's not going to die. And then he His does. His whole thing is he heals. What are you talking about? <laughs> he does. And oh my gosh, they, they have that X over his grave. It, it kills me every single time. Gosh, yeah. just destroys me yeah that's man that's really good you okay bud (laughs) i'm drinking don't worry (laughs) oh well thank goodness okay um that's a really good one my number 10 okay so what i did what i did with my list here um is i i I had to give some sort of rhyme or reason to what i was doing here because i like you said we had a, a million movies on our list and so i had to have find some way to pare it down so you got they got weight for how much they made me cry so if a movie made me cry a lot it got a better chance of making my list and but the thing they got the most weight is how unexpected it was that it made me cry so like you'll see the higher you get up my list the more like I wasn't expecting to cry going in. So obvi- knowing what I know now about most of these, it seems obvious, but going into the first viewing, I was like, oh, this will be fun, or I won't, I'm not expecting to cry. Um, but we're starting with the more expected ones that I just kind of cried a lot. This one won't be a shock to anybody that knows me. My number 10 is Short Term 12. Oh, from, oh uh, from, that falls yeah. under the I don't want to watch it again makes me cry category. Yeah, it's, it, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just so good, though, that I have watched it a few times. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. 
Um, but Short Turn 12 from 2013, directed by De- Destin Daniel Cretton, stars Brie Larson, John Gallagher Jr., Caitlin Deaver, and Lakeith Stanfield. What a cast. Are you kidding me? Uh, Grace, a compassionate young supervisor at a foster care facility, helps at-risk teens. But when a new charge dredges up memories of her own troubled past, Grace's tough exterior begins eroding. Um, the cry moments for me, all of it, like pretty much, I'm, I'm sort of a puddle this entire movie. Um, but the absolute biggest moment is when Jaden tells the story about the octopus yeah. that is all just a metaphor for the abuse that she suffers at home and has been suffering for a long time. It's just like the most heartbreaking thing I've seen on film maybe ever. And it's just a young Caitlin Deaver who is just like putting forth one of the best acting performances I've ever seen in my entire life. And she's a literal child. And uh, I can't talk about it too much because, like, I l- will start weeping on this podcast. But, God, it is just – like, I knew going in I was going to cry. And so it do- this doesn't get any unexpected points. But, God, it just I'm – I'm an absolute mess the entire time this movie's playing. But it is also just one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. That scene and uh, Lakeith rapping – my God! Yeah, man, just... like Keith rapping, the him getting his hair cut and asking if you see any bumps. Are yeah. you kidding? It's just the whole thing is just so heartbreaking, but also just like one of the most well acted movies and well directed movies I've maybe ever seen. Yeah. Um, okay, my number nine is this is the newest. So I didn't put a lot of new movies on here because I wanted movies that I rewatch a lot that I like to cry watching. But this yeah. is the newest one. It's Little Women, 2019. Gre- yeah. Little Women, Greta's, Greta's version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it. That's what they call it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, first off, when when Bob Odenkirk comes in and just... Because we had never seen Bob Odenkirk like this, ever. We had only really seen Better Call Saul or, like, comedy. But when he comes in and just so gently says, oh, my little women, as they're all hugging him, like, oof, 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 destroys oof, yeah. me. And then, obviously, when Mr. Lawrence hears Beth playing the piano for the first time and he just hides behind the stairs and listens to her. And you can tell it's like he's hearing his daughter who had died, who used to play the piano all the time for the first time. <sighs> so tough. Obviously, when when Sersha comes downstairs and sees that Beth isn't at the table because she's mm. not in her bed. I mean, kills me. And then the the scene that really just destroys me is Mr. Lawrence pacing outside the house, and he's just like, <coughs> now we're on number nine. I'm already starting to cry. And he's like, he's talking to Florence Pugh, and he's just like, I, I don't think I can go in there. Like, I, I can't, like, see anything that was hers. Well. That gets me so much. And then the last thing that always makes me cry is when the guy comes over and and plays piano for everybody. And it's like the first time someone's played piano since Beth died. And they Mm -hmm. all just were so silent and and loved it so much. Just that movie. This episode was a mistake. This episode (laughs) was a bad idea. What are we doing here? Little Women might be one of the greatest movies ever made. It's in the history of the world. Greta Gerwig, are you kidding me? This episode is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, why did we do this? <laughs> I don't know. Um, my, yeah, Little Women. That's a perfect pick. Um, my number nine is another one that I expected to probably cry a little bit. Did not know how much. Um, and it is a new movie. It is 2021's Coda. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, so new, new movie. 
Yeah. Um, directed by Sean Hader. Uh, stars Amelia Jones, Marley Matlin, and Troy Kotzer. Uh, as a coda or child of deaf adult, um, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music and her fear of abandoning her parents. Um, I don't want to go through too much of this movie for a couple reasons. One, like it's new, and there are probably people listening who haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to give a ton away. Uh, and two, we're going to talk about it in like a month when we do our best of 2021 yeah, there's like episode. a very good chance it's going to be on both of our list. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I know it's going to be on mine. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on yours. Yeah. Um, but the one that I really want to highlight that gets me the most is Ruby and her dad sitting on the tailgate of his truck and he asks oh. her to sing a song for him. Oh. Even though he's deaf, he just stares so intently like at her mouth to read her lips and he keeps asking her to sing louder so he can feel the vibrations. Uh, it, oh my God. It just absolutely it's one of the my favorite father daughter or parent child moments i've ever seen on tv before it's absolutely just gut-wrenching god what a good movie dude it's such a good movie yeah holy cow what a good movie i tried not to put i mean that because like uh recency bias is a very real thing i tried not to put a, too many like 2021 movies i think this is my only one uh and i was sort of hesitant to put this one on but i just I had to. Yeah. I didn't Trust put me. any 2021 movies on mine. Yeah. Because, like, obviously Spider-Man No Way Home would be on my list. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I've only seen it twice. So, I need to see it more times for it to make my I've seen life. Coda three times already. And that's, yeah. like, as much as I usually rewatch movies ever. So And that's it's easy because Coda is on Apple TV. So. Mm-hmm. For sure. The only right, two good things nine. Apple TV has ever done, Coda and Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Apple TV gets very little credit for Apple, for Coda. They just like were the only ones smart enough to pay enough money for the rights to stream it. I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, my number eight uh, first sports movie on the list, not the last. Uh, Friday Night Lights. Yep. The OG, where our favorite, one of our favorite TV shows started. Um, I mean, just Texas high school football. Any. Texas high school football content will make me cry. I mean, literally <laughs> just any, anything like that, any football content. I mean, this is just overall, this is just might be one of the greatest sports movies ever made. It's not going to be my number one, but like just overall, like if you're looking at all aspects, it's a five tool mm-hmm. player. Easy. Yeah. Um, but the scenes that really get me is the one right before they go into the state championship game. And the coach is like, I want, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about Booby Miles who would Ooh. die to be out there with you tonight. And it cuts to Booby Miles and you, that, that actor played it so perfectly. You can see that he is literally, you can see on his face that he would die to play one last game in the state championship. Um, that gets me so hard. And then of course, Tim McGraw gets me the biggest cry of the entire movie Mm-hmm. It's the whole time he's this very verbally abusive father to the basically the Tim Riggins of this story, the fullback. Mm-hmm. And they, sorry, I'm going to spoil this movie. I don't really care. This movie came out in 2006. Yeah. Um, they lose the state championship. All the players are crying on the field. Tim McGraw goes down on the field, and there's no words. He just hugs his son and then puts his own state ring onto his son's finger 
and it just destroys me so much. I mean, that, like, putting, like, making an audience invest in these kids and, like, care about them and then leading them up to the state championship and bringing them within one yard and they lost the state championship (laughs) game. But, you know, joke's on Dallas Carter because they got that state championship recalled because they were recruiting (laughs) kids. So, (laughs) screw you, Dallas Carter. (laughs) Odessa should have won that game. God, what an incredible like franchise they turn like the movie and the tv show is like just the best combo of like it it doesn't happen super often you know what i mean like they turn a movie into a tv show yeah but like and it's just so like that line that we always say we always say clear eyes full hearts can't lose Mm -hmm. and in that speech the one with you know booby miles would die to be out there he's like can you it doesn't being perfect is not a perfect record being perfect is going out there with clear eyes and love in your heart and joy in your heart. And then they just turned that around and made it into like one of the most famous phrases. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Peter Berg Man. just, he owns Texas high school football. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Peter Berg. All right. My number eight is a movie that is a little higher on my list than the others because I didn't know anything about it going in. So I didn't expect to cry. Really? I just it's a movie that Brian Gill, actually of all people, recommended on his podcast and has turned into one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Hearts Beat Loud. Oh. From twenty eighteen. Oh. Oh. Uh, this one is directed by Brett Haley, stars Nick Offerman and Kiersey Clemens. In the hit Brooklyn neighborhood of Red Hook, single dad and record store owner Frank is preparing to send his hardworking daughter Sam off to college while being forced to close his vintage shop. Uh, hoping to stay connected through their shared musical passions, Frank urges Sam to turn their weekly jam sessions into a father-daughter live act. After their first song becomes an internet breakout, the two embark on a journey of love growing up and musical discovery. Um, this is another one that just is just filled with weepy moments for me. There are just so many cool father-daughter moments. Um, just, there's so many like heartbreaking moments with Nick Offerman, who puts in like a yes funny, but also like really good dramatic performance in this one, which you don't get to see from him often enough. He's low key um, great at playing a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does it in yeah. a lot of different movies that are just always like low budget indie movies mm. that you never see but he's so good at playing a dad yeah um also the mu- the music is genuinely very very good yeah in this movie if you haven't seen it please watch it um but uh the big cry moment for me is uh so sam has spent the summer in a relationship with rose but sam's about to move the car- move across the country and rose says we're not going to get to have this are we and it just the hurt in both of their faces after just like I don't know I, I just it, there's so much of it that it, like this beautiful romance is built over an entire summer and it just has to come crashing down and they're like finally coming to terms with what they've like known the whole time it's just it's absolutely just gut wrenching um, but again there are ten thousand yeah. <laughs> moments in this movie that get to me. But that's that's the one that came to mind first, and I was like, "What is it about this? What are some scenes in this movie that really get me?" That's one. If you haven't seen Hearts Be Loud, please watch it. It's one of my favorite movies. Seriously, ever. yeah, it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. That's my number eight. All right, uh, my number seven is Wild Rose. Um, nice. This another oh, Brian yeah. is going to know exactly whose list is whose between yeah. Wild Rose on your list and Hearts Be Loud on mine. He already knows for sure. Yeah, this is another. <laughs> I found this movie through Mad About Movies kit 
talked about it all the time and in their mm-hmm. like 2017 wrapped episode they talked he talked about this movie a lot um but i mean one it's got my girl jesse buckley who i mean i'm in love with regardless mm-hmm. you know of anything um but that last scene where everyone in her life is collected in this one room in glasgow in this like concert hall and she yeah. sings glasgow and it's just cutting between like her and her kids and her mother and all the people that have been in her life and then that last verse hits and it just goes up like i start i turn into a puddle of tears i like cannot control myself it is so good also another movie if you haven't seen wild rose you gotta watch it it is such Mm -hmm. a freaking amazing movie um but yeah i mean just that scene and there's just something about country music that just makes you cry a little bit more Mm -hmm. than any other kind of music but yeah i mean that song glasgow is just great song yeah amazing it's so good and it just shut up mary steenburgen yeah crazy (laughs) that mary steenburgen wrote that song but i mean it's just jesse buckley's voice which is like she could be the number one country artist right now if she quit acting um which is insane to say but it's just that song the cutback to her mom who's also crying in the audience and her kids that are crying and you can tell like it's the first time her kids have ever been like proud just Mm -hmm. destroys me yeah it's really really good all right my number seven another music movie that makes three music movies in a row for us here um a star is born from 2018 see that falls under the i don't really want to watch this again (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i've seen it once i won't watch it again um, directed by Bradley Cooper, stars Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Seasoned mu- musician Jackson Maine discovers and falls in love with struggling artist Allie. She has just about given up on her dream to make it big as a singer until Jack coax- coaxes her into the spotlight. But even as Allie's career takes off, the personal side of their relationship is breaking down as Jack fights an ongoing battle with his own internal demons. Um, there are a lot of moments that are just kind of designed, like they want you to kind of deteriorate into (laughs) into nothing and none more so than the big cry moment in this for me which normally like i wouldn't want to bring up in this episode and would kind of make it shy away from my list but i this is on my list because no moment in a movie has ever made me cry harder like so much so that i like i paused the movie and just laid in my bed for like a half hour which no movie has ever done for me but when he cooks the steak and sets it on the ground for his dog yep yeah, As he's about to go commit it, suicide. Any dog owner knows that you don't just give a dog a steak. The, the, I think one of the reasons that that hit me so hard is that I watched that movie literally like weeks after I first got my dog. Like I had just gotten Sam, um, and like, and so I, I was watching it with Sam on the couch. And then that happened, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I just, like, I literally paused it, laid down for, like, a half hour, came back and finished it, and then laid down for, like, another hour. I was like, I'm never moving again. I'm dead. This is yeah. where I live now. That's I, We've talked about that. I think it was the 2019 or 2018 movie list or whatever, whatever year this came out. But we both talked about, like, we knew exactly what was happening when mm-hmm. he gave the – like, you don't just give a dog a steak. Yeah, that's like a last yeah. meal kind of thing. You don't do mm. that. And we were both like, yeah, we knew what was going to happen right yeah. when he gave that dog I, a steak. God, I will never watch this movie again. 
But yeah, that's my number seven. Yeah, that's a tough one. I actually what listened. This episode was this actually is, God. This is a bad idea. I listened to that soundtrack today while I was it's at good work. Soundtrack. Yeah. Like Shallow is overplayed to all hell, but it's because it's good. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm on my number six. Uh, first animated movie, The Iron Giant. Oh my God. Got the got the picture of it right here on my wall. I mean, this movie just so. It, it's just so surprising how much it makes you cry because, like, it's a very normal animated movie at the very beginning. You know, this kid finds a robot. He's teaching the robot life lessons. But when the Iron Giant chooses to save everybody and he says you are not you are who you choose to be. And then as he's flying up, he just says Superman. Oh, my God. My God. Does that just destroy me? And I'm kind of glad, even though they hinted at, like, the giant is reforming after that, like, he's not completely dead. I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad we don't have a sequel. I think that's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. That's, like, one of those movies where a sequel would hurt it. Yeah. But it's just so good. It's so, like, just genuine. It's, like, very different than those Pixar movies that are just designed to make you cry. It is just a mm-hmm. very normal movie that is so good that it makes you cry. Yep. Yep. Goodness gracious. I can't talk about the Iron Giant. <laughs> I, I do love that scene in Ted Lasso, though, where <laughs> they're on the road and Ted plays it for the team. And he's like, you you stay here because here in about uh, 26 minutes, you're going to have a room full of grown men crying. And they are. They end up like they're all crying. <laughs> they like cut back to it. Yeah, uh, heads so up. Good. If you are Iron Giant fans out there, they're 70 or VHSvillage.com. Mm-hmm. Go to the shop. There's great awesome print. art. Iron, Iron Giant art. It's great. Yeah. It's a really, really good print. Uh, I I didn't buy it, and I can't because I will just weep every time I look at it, so it's a bad idea, but God, what a good print. Um, okay, my number six, sort of expected, especially for us because we love this franchise so much. Um, it kind of, like, I wasn't surprised crying in it, but it felt like it needed a place on my list. It's uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 Yeah, from 2011. Directed by David Yates, stars Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint. Harry, Ron, and Hermione continue their quest to vanquish the evil Voldemort once and for all. Just as things begin to look hopeless for the young wizards, Harry discovers a trio of magical objects that endow him with powers to rival Voldemort's formidable skills. Um, of course, there's a bunch of them uh, that that get me in this. Seeing the victims of the battle, it's just seeing all of these characters that have died and the like anguish and heartbreak that those survivors are going through Harry dying, of course, um, Snape dying, even though like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really team Snape. Like I, I don't think Snape is a great dude, but like the way that, uh, there's just, there's too much, there's too much here to, (laughs) to really dive into, but just the way that that scene was, uh, was put together in the flashbacks and always, and gosh, that one was tough. Um, and then the end, not so much because of what happens at the end, but just because like this was a journey, like it's a lot of movies and it's a, one of the most significant parts of our childhood and it's over. We're not getting any more of these. Um, and so that was a lot to kind of comes to terms with, but those are, those are the moments that just kind of break you down as if you're a big Harry Potter fan. I think if you're not like, if you're not a diehard Potterhead, like we are, then like, probably not going to do a lot for you maybe the character's dying if you're just like if you enjoy movies but there's a few that like 
it's just in the grand scheme of, oh, wow, this is the last one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that really get to you. Yeah, none of the none of the movies ever made me cry just because the books like make me cry every. I read the the series once a year, every year, mm. and they the the Deathly Hallows book makes me cry more than the movie does. So I didn't include any Harry Potter on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, my number five, same director as the night before, and the same actors. Minus Anthony Mackie, fifty fifty, starring oh, Seth yeah. Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, mm-hmm. So George Gordon-Levitt finds out that he is diagnosed with a certain type of cancer, and he has a fifty fifty chance. His best friend Seth Rogen is kind of helping him get through it. Um, this is a surpri- like a surprising cry movie. I mean, any movie that makes you cry involving Seth Rogen is going to surprise you. Because, mm-hmm. like, come on, it's Seth Rogen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this just kills me so much every time. The the scene, I mean, it's just basically just two parts. It's the scene where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is just so fed up because Seth Rogen is being Seth Rogen, and he doesn't think that he actually cares about him and that he has cancer. And then he goes to use the bathroom, and he finds, like, five of these, like, your friend is going through cancer or your loved one is going through cancer. How do you like deal with that? And it's like bookmarked and, and earmarked and highlighted. And like, he's clearly like trying to find like the, even though he's like being an idiot, like Seth Rogen mm-hmm. usually is like, he's still like trying really hard. That gets me every time. And then of course, when he goes in for surgery and it's just like his family, like his mom saying like talking to him before he goes into surgery. Cause there's a 50, 50 chance he survives mm. and like everyone waiting outside in the waiting room until the surgery is over. Ugh, that just, I mean, it kills me so much and it's crazy that Seth Rogen can make me cry so much, but it's a really good story. I think it's like, I think the director, this either this happened to him or it happened to a friend. Like this is a real life story that he kind of just put, into a movie, and I think you can really tell that from the way that it's made. If you haven't seen Fifty Fifty, I highly suggest watching it with a big old box of tissues, because it it will surprisingly just destroy you. Yeah. Which is crazy to think. It's the same guy that made The it's, Night Before, which is like, <laughs> yeah. The biggest joke is like this homeless lady was reenacting all the worst villains in Christmas movies. But like, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's a really good yeah. movie. Don't expect Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt to reduce you to tears, but here we are. <laughs> it's a good movie. All right, uh, we're getting into my top five. These are all movies that I did not expect at all. The first time watching them, did not expect to feel any kind of emotions other than, like, this will be really fun. Like, I was just yeah. going into all of these expecting to have a good time. Um but of course, that have all just kind of wrecked me. And the first one is uh, A Knight's Tale. In 2001. <laughs> okay, I can see it. This doesn't make me cry every time I watch it, but uh, I can see why it would make you cry. I've got a few. Give, give me just a minute. Nice Tale from 2001, directed by Brian Helgeland, I think. Uh, stars Heath Ledger, Shannon Sossman, and Rufus Sewell. William Thatcher, a peasant, is sent to apprentice with a knight named Hector as a young boy. Urged by his father to change his stars, he assumes Sir Hector's place in a tournament when Hector dies in the middle of it. He wins. With the other apprentices, he trains and assumes the title of Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Um, I've got a bunch of cry moments 
in this one. I don't know what it is about this one, but it gets me. But uh, the first one is William reuniting with his dad. Yeah. Uh, his dad is now blind. He's just trying to get by. He's making nets. William finds him. They haven't seen each other in years. He says, uh, I have word of your son. He wanted you to know that he changed his stars after all. Um, dad is... It's, he realizes what's going on. He says, has he followed his feet? Has he found his way home at last? Just the big reuniting, it just crushes me every single time. Um, William being knighted, like officially being knighted as him, as William Thatcher, and not as Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Yeah. Like he no longer has to have to have this persona. He gets to be himself. Uh, and then that's your name, Will, Sir William Thatcher. Your father heard that. That is the biggest one for me. That crushes me every single time. Um, because his father like heard his name, not some fake name. He heard Thatcher is a knight. Just crushes me. And then him screaming his name while jousting because he gets to be proud of who he is. He gets to be himself. Just this movie wrecks me, dude. This like there's so many parts of this that just destroy me, which is so unexpected because it's so goofy. Like Yeah, how about when they so dance to Golden parts Years by David Bowie? Does that get you? <laughs> <laughs> which there's is also this is a five star movie. We both agree yes. that this is like one yeah, of the yeah, greatest yeah. movies ever made. So I mean, that yeah. scene is great, but <laughs> Yeah, I just there's so many of this that just crush me for different and specific reasons. But it's just yeah, so it's funny, movie. like it's the Seth Rogen effect also, but with Alan Tudyk, it's just like, <laughs> do you, can you yeah. really cry in a movie starring Alan Tudyk? <laughs> I challenge accepted. And I did. Goodness gracious. <laughs> That's I did not expect that to come up. You might win that because of that. Cause I know Brian loves a Knight's tale. Yeah. You might it's, win because man, of that one. Yeah, what a, what a perfect movie. We need to find somebody who hasn't seen it to do for with Swam. I thought we could. We easily we, could find someone who hadn't seen that. Be a good episode. All right, but that's my five. Um, okay, my number, oh, my number four, um, a movie we both love, Coco. Um, yeah. There's not really one scene, specific scene, that really makes me cry. It's just this entire movie. I'm kind of crying throughout it. It's just so good. I think it's my favorite Disney. Is it a Disney movie, Pixar movie? I think it's a Disney movie. Um, but, I mean, it's just so good. The the songs that really make me cry, obviously, remember me when he's singing mm-hmm. to the grandma and she mm-hmm. starts joining in. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. that kills mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene where where he sings Proud Corazon and it's you can see the entire family plus the, the family in the afterlife is there because Dia de los Muertos and, oh, gosh, I mean, this, this entire movie, there are so many moments in this movie that just destroy me because the music is just so good. This one is Coco is I love I love watching this and I love crying while I'm watching it. Yeah. This one's a good cry. Five star movie. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I would I would Easy. give it six stars if I could. Yep. 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 Anyway, that it has appeared in my letterbox top four multiple times when I've done rotations. It's just yeah. it's so good. Uh okay, my number four, another movie that just no part of me expected to like tear up even a little bit it's guardians of the galaxy 2014 directed by james gunn starring chris pratt and zoe saldana um light years after light years from earth 26 years after being abducted peter quill finds himself the prime target of a manhunt after discovering an orb wanted by ronan the accuser this one has a few a lot of a lot of moments like flashbacks with his mom and stuff like that 
but the big one is uh, why are you doing this? We are Groot. Oh, oh. God. The oh. we are Groot moment is just. Have three words a... ever made you cry? So much. <laughs> three just a... very strange words put together. It's a talking tree and his best friend who's like a trigger happy raccoon. Like, why? Again, why is this movie making me feel these things? Again, Vin Diesel. Why does Vin Diesel movies make me cry so much? Because they're not on my list, but there are at least three Fast and Furious movies that yeah. make me cry every single time. Same. Same. But yeah, I just when he says we are Groot as he's just sacrificing himself for his friends, I'm just I'm like I'm done for. Are you kidding me? Guardians of the Galaxy, this stupid movie where Chris Pratt break dances to beat the bad guy. Like what? Are you? Like, why am I crying during this? But I'm just I'm a weeping idiot during the we are Groot scene. That moment, that moment also makes me cry. But Guardians of the Galaxy two makes me cry harder. Yeah, there are more moments in Guardians 2 that they want you to cry. I didn't put it on my list because I don't like it nearly as much. I don't yeah. think it's nearly as good of a movie, so that's why this one made my list. Yeah, it's but not yeah, as I good, agree. but that last scene where he realizes Yondu was his real father, mm -hmm. and they play the Cat Stevens father song, which is like the, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but Catcher in the Cradle, that is not the father and son song. Mm -hmm. The Cat Stevens song is the... I can't remember the name of it to save my life right now, which is very yep. embarrassing, but that is the father and son song. And when they do that and they're watching the, the, we're totally talking about a movie that's not on either of our list. It's called <laughs> father and son. Uh, mm. But uh, when they're w listening to that song as the like fireworks, like the funeral procession is playing, my God, mm -hmm. so, Maybe that's not on either of our lists, but whatever. It makes us cry. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy so good. But yeah, ex zero expectations of crying. I'm like, oh, it's an MCU movie. Characters I've never heard of. We're going into space. This one's supposed to be funny. Can't wait. Strap in. And we are Groot, and I'm done for. And then you just, hey, Vin, Vin say these three words. You're going to make everyone in the theater cry. <laughs> yeah, but that's my number four. That's the second appearance of Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, also the voice of the Iron Giant. <laughs> God. Is Vin Diesel the greatest actor of all time? Yeah, we're saying it now. I mean, Toretto <laughs> plus the Iron Giant plus Groot. <laughs> Stupid. Just saying. Um, okay, these are so my, these we're getting into my top three. These are immediately when I made this list, I knew what my top three were gonna be, and these are it. So my number three about time mm -hmm. the father and son. I mean, literally this movie is, is basically a rom-com throughout it, but the relationship with the father and son, I just love it so much. It, it really does remind me of, of me and my dad. We're very much, we're, we're friends just as much as we are father and son. And I just really like that aspect, but the scene where, where, Damal Gleason realizes that he can never he has he's about to have a kid and he can never go back in time and spend time with his father again and they go back in time and I, I'm sure this like you nerds out there I'm sure you're like oh I don't think this could actually happen because he goes <laughs> back in time and then they also go back in time while he's back in time mm -hmm. but they go back and he's like what's the, like the one day that you want to spend together as like the last day and it like goes back to when when he was a kid and they go down to the beach and they're sitting there and I literally have, I have that print from 70 millimeter right above my desk. It's my favorite print that Danny's ever made. Um, but when, uh, he, 
Ugh. When he decides to go back and spend like one last day with his father, I mean that that kills me. I know this is our, technically a rom com, but like this is like the best. Yeah, it one of the best father, one of the best father and son movies ever. Yeah, it it feels limiting to call it a rom com because the movies there's a lot going on. Yeah, we are, you and I both love uh, are well spoken about loving about time more than like, maybe anybody else. Yeah. that's one of our favorite movies. So yeah, that's a great one. Okay, uh, number three, another super unexpected one for me going in. I was like, oh, cool, another superhero movie. Can't wait to just have a blast. This one seems different. Turns out it's my favorite movie of all time. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 2018, directed by Rodney Rothman, Peter Ramsey, and Bob Persichetti. I don't know. A lot of directors on this one. Uh, stars Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, and Haley Steinfeld. Miles Morales is juggling his life between uh, being a high school student and being a Spider-Man. When Wilson Kingpin Fisk uses his super collider, others from across the Spider-Verse are transported to this dimension. A uh, bunch of cry moments for me in this one. Again, go, like strapping into the theater thinking, cool, Spider-Man's great. Like, I like Spider-Man. Can't wait to meet some different types of Spider-Man. The animation looks neat. This will be fun. I think everybody was like that. It was just like, hey, there's another Mm -hmm. animated Spider-Man movie. (laughs) Oh, no, no. It's like one of the greatest movies ever made. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of the moments for me, uh, Miles taking his leap of faith. Oh. It's huge. Also, great. One of the best shots of all time. Yeah. When the city's upside, when they're, when you're looking like he's going up and the city's upside down. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It was my computer background for a long time, and honestly, maybe is going to be again. I might just change it again. It's such a good shot. Crazy good shot. Um, His uncle dying, of course. Like, finding out his uncle's been a bad guy, him realizing that, but also battling with his favorite uncle is passing away all at the same time. Um, And then the big one for me, uh, his dad speaking to him from outside his room, telling him that his uncle died. Like, hey, something happened. I've got some news. Um, All while Miles is taped to his chair and he can see Miles' shadow. He thinks Miles is ignoring him this whole time, which is just makes it all the more heartbreaking. He's like, he's not ignoring you. He can't talk to you. But also like, yes, he's mad. It's just, there's so many, so many conflicting emotions. There's layers going on. So many layers to this onion animated movie. It's like an ogre dude. Uh, (laughs) Onions have layers. Ogres have layers into the spider verse has layers. (laughs) So many, so many different things going on that are just like tugging you in so many different directions that it just results in, heartbreak yeah <laughs> basically but god what a perfect movie that so those scenes and then the scene where he's holding um he's holding peter the the mm-hmm. og spider-man and he's like you don't know and peter's like yeah it's just a leap of faith and he lets go and he goes back into the the portal yeah. that gets yeah. me every time also oof man god i'm i need to rewatch this it hasn't even been that long but i just need to rewatch it it really is like we talk all the time about how like Lord of the Rings is the best like series of movies, and this is my favorite just one single movie yeah. of all time. Also, another promo. Hey, Danny, throw us like a few bucks our way, but VHSvillage dot com. Go to the shop; they have an oh, yeah. awesome Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, it is hanging above my head on my screen. Right, it's yeah, yeah it's one it's, of my favorite prints ever. It's right I don't above know how my the desk. Hell I did it. It's so good. 
Um, Just ask Danny Haas to give you money. Get out of here. Yeah. Hey, Danny, give me some money for promoting you. <laughs> no, we Even though we booch all of your listeners. <laughs> He's more than paid us. Uh, okay. My number two, Field of Dreams. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. This entire movie. We, of course, you talked about it. Moonlight Graham stepping away. And just saying, I mean, Burt Lancaster is one of the greatest actors of all time. The fact that he only was in this movie for 15 minutes is insane that they were mm. able to get him in this movie. But when he was like, when he says, what if I had only been a doctor for five minutes? Like, that gets me mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. time. Ooh. And when he's saying bye to the players and they're all calling him rookie, even though he's like 90 years old, <laughs> like it just kills me. And and then Shoeless Joe Jackson turning to him and giving him the validation, like you could you had it. You were good. Mm. Like oh, yeah, that kills that's me. That's a big one. That's a big one. And then the the speech, the baseball speech, which I watch multiple times, maybe like twenty times a day on opening you're day just like, every year. You're just like, man, I I need to feel something right now. You turn on Terrence Mann's speech. I mean, that speech is like in so. I've said this so many times, but in so many ways, the reason why I love baseball, like that mm-hmm. speech, encapsula- encapsulates why I think it's the greatest sport of all time. And I watch that speech every year on opening day multiple 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 times mm-hmm. but it's just so good makes me cry every time i watch it on youtube but like you said what really gets me is the hey dad you want to have a catch Ooh. like ugh. and the whole time like the way this movie is set up like he's talking to his father and you can't really tell if like does he know that Ray is his son or is it like he only has the memories from like his from how young he is at that point or something like mm-hmm. that but you yeah. can't really tell you get the little slip up where he's like meet your uh this is my daughter where he mm-hmm. almost says granddaughter or or he introduces his daughter and says this is your grandfather but slips you know mm-hmm. he doesn't fully commit to it but then when he asked his dad for a catch and you can see like his dad was like, that's the literally the only thing I want. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> that just kills me so much. Like it's just, this is a very, it's a very just American thing to like have a catch with your dad. Yeah. And it's just that when he just so innocently, like you could tell, <laughs> Ooh, uh, <laughs> you could tell like he's just transported back to his childhood and it's just like, he's talked this entire movie about him and his dad not getting along. And it's just like, there's no, like, I'm sorry. There's no anything. It's just, mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to have a catch? God, why are we doing, we can't I don't, do why a part are we doing two this? In this episode. <laughs> we cannot do a part two. We're done with this. But yeah. The, and this movie always just reminds me of my dad and just gets me super emotional. So it's just, yeah. It's, We're supposed uh, to be yelling at each other. We're supposed to be like putting each other. Well, down you have it like literally. We cry in every movie, so there's not a movie where you're gonna. <laughs> other than a Night's Tale, there's not a movie where you're gonna. Which I love. There's yeah. not gonna be a movie where I'm like, "This is dumb. Why did this make you cry?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. We. I'm sticking with the. Like, did not even a little bit expect to cry in this the first time I watched it. But of course I do now. Every time I watch it, we're going from one favorite movie to another. It's The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Oh, interesting. So you chose a specific movie. 
Yeah, I'm going to specifically go with the two towers here for a reason. Um, but uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers from 2002, directed by Peter Jackson, stars Elijah Wood, Sean Astin, Ian McKellen, etc. Like so on and so forth. Frodo and Sam are trekking to Mordor to destroy the One Ring of Power, while Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn search the orc captured Marion Pippin. Search for the orc captured Marion Pippin. All along, nefarious wizard Saruman awaits the Fellowship members at the Orthanc Tower in Isengard. Um, it, I, this is another one that like. Lots of reasons I cry, but there's one specific moment. But uh, so this is this is so high on my list because like I didn't when these movies came out, like I didn't watch them in theaters. I hadn't seen them until they were all out already. I yeah, because we were growing up, we were under ten years old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Um, and so like I was, and at this point, I wasn't like. I wasn't into fantasy stuff. I wasn't into nerdy stuff. And so I was like, oh, whatever. Like, maybe I like these movies, but like elves and wizards and magic, whatever, dude. Uh, and so like, we just kind of marathoned them over a weekend, me and some of my buddies and, uh, didn't expect to feel anything. It was like, oh, maybe it would be a cool, some cool shots of New Zealand. Maybe it'll be a cool movie. And then of course I'm weeping at the end of this one, uh, because of Sam's speech. Oh, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, this makes yeah. so much sense why you chose this one. I was trying to figure yeah. out which one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about how Samwise Gamgee is my favorite fictional character of all time. We're going to be doing an episode of We Should Watch a Movie on this in a couple weeks, which I'm it's my most anticipated episode maybe ever. Um, but I made the mistake of copy and pasting Sam's speech, and I'm going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do Frodo's uh, thing where I just look confused <laughs> and also yeah. surprised at the, and scared mm-hmm. all at the same time? Yes, please. <laughs> so please doing? do that. Uh, I am going to not look at you. Uh, <laughs> he, he says, it's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger they were, and sometimes you didn't want to know the end, uh, because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing of the shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folks in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't because they were holding on to something. Uh, so Frodo asks him, what are they holding on to, Sam? And he says that there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. I just, I, it's the best movie speech of all time. Movie the monologues. Meaning, yeah. Put it on yeah, the yeah, list. Movie monologue. Of, yeah. Of rankings ideas. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. This is my number one. It's my favorite, favorite speech monologue, whatever of all time from my favorite character of all time. There's just so, so much hope and perseverance, which is that Sam Wise's entire thing is yeah. bravery and perseverance in the in the shadow of something that is so much bigger than he is because he's just a little hobbit. Um, <laughs> so there's just there's so much about it that just absolutely crushes me. That again, going in, I was like, well, "How good could this be?" <laughs> Turns into my favorite thing in the entire world, my favorite character, my favorite movies. Goodness gracious. So so it's that scene, not the scene where the orc says, yeah, why can't we have some mates? That's not the that's, scene. That... That's number two. <laughs> what about the legs? Man, they don't need those. <laughs> I This is my most anticipated episode of We Should Watch a Movie Ever. I'm so excited to talk to Kelly about this. How many weeks. listeners out there, 
drink every time I say, "Yeah, why can't we have some meats?" Yo, I've already. We haven't even done that episode yet. I've already heard you do that impression thirty times, and it doesn't get old. It, it might be my old. favorite line in the history of movies. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> But uh, that's my that's my number two. Not even my number one because my number one was the least expected cry of all time. Did you know that in the two towers when Aragorn kicks that helmet, he actually Shut breaks up, a stone? Get out of here! I hate you. God. Did you know that like Vigo bought his horse, dude? When they finished, he bought his horse. Oh, uh, okay. My number one. I'm just stalling time because I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> uh, my number one is another sports movie. The first movie I ever actually remember making me cry mm-hmm. is Remember the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many moments. Like, at this point, this movie is so nostalgic that there are just small moments that made me cry. But I'll just go in chronological order throughout the movie. But the Gettysburg speech... That Denzel yep. gives when he's mm-hmm. talking about brother fighting brother, and it's the, you know, this this field was painted painted red with the blood of young boys, and he's just talking about how like <laughs> if we don't come together now, like we never will. I mean, it's just oh, so tough. And then you go next to the the uh, Gary Bertier confronting Julius, and they're talking about how the team can't work together and Julius just goes attitude reflects leadership captain, which I quote constantly whenever someone's mm-hmm. being an idiot, <laughs> I just say, yeah, to your, hey, to your paintball team, you're like really hardcore intense paintball team. You say that to your captain all the time. You told me, Hey, I've actually never played paintball before in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I just really thought it would be a fun quarter to paint you. And it was like, do you guys know that ties like a hardcore paintball? I've never <laughs> once played paintball before. <laughs> Um, can you imagine though? I'm just picturing you like crawling from obstacle to obstacle on this paintball. I don't know you don't why know that's me the funniest. Then. I'm too lazy to no, get into I, paintball. That's the funniest part is I know you would never, but it's also just the funniest sport for some reason that I could imagine you just being super, super into paintball. Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But yeah, continuing on the strong side, left side scene mm-hmm. kills me, kills me every time. And you cut yeah. to. They, I mean, you cut to, you go straight to the coaches, and it's just like they're realizing, like, oh, we're starting to come together. I mean, it's just so good. And then, obviously, Gary getting in the car accident, and you have Julius at the hospital, and he immediately goes up to Coach Boone, and he's like, what's wrong? And you can tell that Denzel's like, just, he doesn't want to tell him. And then he finally tells him, and he's, and Julius just immediately reacts with, don't tell me that. Like, don't tell me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe you. You can't tell me that. And then he goes into the room. Don't. You can't. Don't even say it, dude. <laughs> he goes into the room. And, and Alice, the nurse, was like, sorry, only Ken allowed in here with, like, the most country Virginia accent mm-hmm. of all time. And mm-hmm. Gary's like, you can't tell the resemblance. That's my brother. And he goes over and they're talking. And Gary goes, you know what, Julius? I was afraid of you. But I realized I was only afraid of my brother, which is such a corny line, but it gets me every single time. And then Julius like is like, you know what? After all this is over, we're gonna get a house together in the same neighborhood, or we're gonna get two houses in the same neighborhood. 
and we're going to live right together, and there's not going to be any of this black and white between us. And we're going to grow old and grow fat, and that gets me every time. But the the scene that really tears me apart. Oh, you're good. You're still going. The scene God. that really tears me apart is when they win the national championship game, and they cut to Gary in the hospital, and all he does is just hold up his arms because he's just he is mm-hmm. so excited that he that they won the na- the state championship, and he just holds his arms up. Oh, that that destroys me every every single time. Ty, I said the stupid paintball thing to try to distract me and you from the fact that I was about to cry and it didn't work. Yeah. It's just, I mean, this movie is just an incredible movie. And then Denzel, I mean, when they win the state championship, they hold the football up and, and the other coach is like, what you did with these boys, this was bigger than, than this. And he just goes, you're a state champion in my, or you're a hall of famer in my book. It's just like, (laughs) You mother effer, Denzel. <laughs> Screw you, Denzel. Why, Denzel? Why did I give you, tr- you the right, dude? Why did you try so hard for this Disney movie? <laughs> this you have no right to do this to us. <laughs> it's a freaking Disney movie, and you're acting like it's the biggest movie of all time. Oh my god! But yeah, that what a good pick. What a mistake. This episode also makes me was. cry laughing every time yep. when Louis Lassick comes out of the locker room and he's acting like his back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I just gave your mama a piggyback ride. She weighs twice as much as I do. <laughs> or when Sunshine kisses Gary, oh, <laughs> Julius yeah. like, what happened? He's like, he kissed me, man. <laughs> I think, I think one of the reasons this isn't on my list um, is because we want most of the times that I've seen this has been in school. Like, this is one of the few DVDs that our library had in stock, I guess. So I feel like I've I've seen this movie probably eight, ten times in my life, and I think six of them have been in school. And, like, you're, I'm not going to let myself cry in school. Yeah, here's <laughs> like the thing. I, I watched this in school also, but luckily I hit puberty in, like, second grade. So I was, like, <laughs> bigger than everyone until, like, mm-hmm. junior year of high school. So, like, I cried and, like, what was someone going to make fun of me? I was already three feet taller than everyone else yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to let myself cry in school, dude. So that's when I would like play snake on my calculator or whatever, you know, on your Texas calculator. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the Texas I would, like, look down. Yeah. TI 84. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. My, my number one, it's my number one because, it is the first time a movie ever made me cry, uh, and also the most unexpected movie to make me cry going into it. It's Hardball oh, from 2001. Don't do it. Don't talk about Hardball. We can't talk about this. We're going to both start crying. <laughs> Directed by Brian Robbins, stars Keanu Reeves, Diane Lane, and a little baby Michael B. Jordan. Oh, just a little, just a little Michael B. Jordan. Uh, an aimless young man who is scalping tickets, gambling, and drinking agrees to coach a little league team from the Cabrini Green Housing Project in Chicago as a condition of getting a loan from a friend. Um, yeah, so this 
the the first movie that ever made me cry like ever ever and i think i was probably like 15 14 something like that when i watched it i probably cried as a like a little kid or whatever but this is the first like memory i have of of a movie making me cry which i was not expecting about a keanu reeves movie about him coaching inner city an inner city baseball team you know what I mean? Like Do you going not cry into in, during every Keanu movie? You didn't cry <laughs> during like Bill and Ted and Point Break? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I guess not. Um, you didn't just, cry during The Matrix, dude? The Matrix is <laughs> so good. You didn't cry during that? Maybe just from yawning. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I just, it's just like, it, it, Keanu Reeves is a baseball coach. He's coaching a kid's baseball team. Like how... A, how good could this be? B, it's certainly not going to make me cry. That would be rip pretty the funny. Off. Rip the band-aid off. And then G-Baby dies. Oh, G-Baby. Oh, my God. Oh. The, <laughs> the toughest on-screen death of all time. It's got to be, right? It's up there. Other than Anthony Ez. <laughs> Anthony Ez, dude. Nobody does an on-screen death like Anthony Ez. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, but yes, G-Baby. Is there just something about baseball movies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and this one doesn't even have anything to do with baseball. Like, I get emotional when they get better. Not the movie. I mean, like, this moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, that moment. Like, I get emotional later on when the team comes together and start doing good and blah, 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 blah. But that moment. That's the, like, for most of on my notes on these, I had, like, a lot of specific things written out in description of scenes. This one is just as cry moments, G-Baby. Yeah, it's. Because what else do you need, man? <laughs> that, I'm, But I'm telling you, it's baseball. Even if it doesn't have to do, like, the scene has nothing to do with baseball. Like, Moneyball. Mm-hmm. What's the moment you cry in Moneyball? When he's listening to his daughter's yeah. tape right yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, to do with baseball end. yeah that almost made my list <laughs> yeah it's so, i mean you mix the greatest sport of all time with emotion and you're gonna get crying yeah yeah for sure but yeah i mean i said i wanted to keep the the sports movies on my uh on my honorable mentions but this one the cry moment for me has nothing to do with the actual sport it's like it's a totally separate deal and so that's why i felt okay but also just like First cry, most unexpected cry. It hits the criteria for me. That's I yeah. Had to be on my list. G baby, my god, dude. Goodness gracious. That's oh, I, it, has Ellen seen that movie? Oh, I don't know. There's a good chance she hasn't seen that movie. We just spoiled it for her. If not, it doesn't matter. She doesn't listen don't. to rankings. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, she sent in a voicemail for this one, so I feel like she's gonna listen. Oh, I thought you said she didn't, but yeah, she did. At, we had we had started, and she texted me her voicemail. So. Okay, got that to look forward to. Well, but, all right, maybe uh, save it, Ellen. You can't watch this. <laughs> got to save it, like I did for Waterworld. I'll I'll give her. She just wants to hear her own voice anyway, so I'll just give her the timestamp of when her voicemail starts. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And also, then she can just look at our social media posts later for our list. Can't believe no one put Waterworld on their list. Shut up. <laughs> Our Bloodsport. You didn't have Bloodsport on this. I can't wait for that oh, movie. <laughs> I do. God, I'm so excited for you to watch Bloodsport. I kidding? cannot wait to watch that movie. <laughs> like, there's a good chance I might watch it twice just you, to get uh, ready you, for it. 90 minutes, dude. Tight 90, dude. Um, I have a right, day off. I get like an extra day off Thursday. I might watch it uh, twice. Please. Please do. All right. We're running late. Uh, we, we're five minutes behind. Let's uh, Let's take a quick break, and we're going to be joined by our guest. Hey, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with me and Ty as we talk about uh, some of the movies that made us cry a lot. 
which is which is a ton of movies. We cry all the time at movies, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying this. Hopefully it's not bumming you out too much. Maybe you're finding some joy in this. Um, we're going to be joined here in just a second by the patron saint of crying at movies, Brian Gill from Mad About Movies and Spread the Floor. Um, wanted to jump in here real quick, let you guys know next week's episode is uh, going to be, it's one of our yearly episodes. We did this last year. We're going to do it as long as the podcast exists. Um, it's our 2021 albums episode so we're going to rank uh, our favorite albums that came out last year we're going to be joined by Tobin Hodges who kind of joins us for every uh, music episode he's our he's our music guy uh, but we're excited to talk talk to him about our favorite albums from last year if you have a favorite if you have a few that that you really like listening to from this past year uh, send us an email shoot us a voicemail um in the form of an mp3 send that to rankingspod at gmail.com don't forget the double k in the middle um also join our discord um, it is free it's a great place to talk to us about the episodes talk to us about your rankings yell at us about our rankings um give us episode ideas it's a perfect place for that you can find those in uh the bios of our social media so our twitter and instagram which are both at rankingspod but uh all right guys back to the episode <laughs> We are back with this week's special guest judge. Um, he has <laughs> sort of made a brand of mm. crying at movies, mm. uh, for better or for worse. It's Brian Gill. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? You guys ready to Good. cry? You guys cry a lot already? Is, is yeah, that- dude. You are you are like the patron saint of people who cry during movies. It's good. It's good that I have. Uh, it's good that I have a brand. It's good that I have uh, served a purpose in this movie world, um, and that I, I think that I've helped. Uh, I've helped people um, be okay with crying. Um, I'm like the. I have taught a generation of movie watchers um, that it's okay to Shut cry up. in movies. I'm. I. I am to 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 uh, this generation of movie watchers what Rudy was to our dads and <laughs> their dads. So. That's that's my claim to fame. I'm gonna put that on a business card. What a claim! (laughs) (laughs) So you uh, you incredibly foolishly uh, made me an an admin on your show's (laughs) Discord server and let me be in charge of like adding emojis and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I added one for like each of the hosts and the Brian emoji has just become this movie made me cry. (laughs) If you're watching watching a movie that is making you cry or like somebody else is watching a movie like, Oh yeah, that made me cry. You just put the Brian emoji on it and everyone knows what it means. Nobody discussed this. So how does that, how does that apply to the other hosts? Is Richard like you put his emoji. If you Mm -hmm. stopped watching the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Or Kent, it's like, this is a good movie, but I don't understand it. I'm assuming Kent will explain it to me. There you go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Every, every time yeah. somebody brings up the difference between sound editing and sound mixing, that's, <laughs> yeah. when, the, Kent, that's when the Kent, Kent emoji is brought yeah. up. Yeah, mine definitely gets used more more than the others. Yeah, when, when Wiser texted me uh, however many weeks ago, he was like, hey, man, I know we've been using you a bunch lately, and I'm sorry. Um, to keep asking you, but we're doing uh, we're doing movies that make you cry, and I just and he just kind of <laughs> left it hanging. Like I just I don't know who else. I was like, yeah, I got you. I'm good, man. This is you just have to. I you know what I mean? Here. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. I mean, we're like, there's we're the the rankings is the first podcast to ever promote crying in movies, I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like we had to bring you on because yeah, it's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, I I fit I fit right in. Yeah, it's bad, man. Like I I. Uh, 
my my son like dunks on me during movies. Like he'll just <laughs> eight year old, eight year old son. Yeah. <laughs> he'll just like look over and be like, "Ha, dad's crying again." Just like announce it to the theater. So that's good. That's what you that's, want. That's what when my little brother was like eight or nine, and I would take him to all the Pixar movies. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, why are you crying right now, you idiot? I'm like, so sad. Sorry, it's up. Right, The first three minutes of up made me cry. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a human, you little brat. Yeah. Uh, another another fun thing about this episode is you we talk enough all three of us we talk to each other enough you know us well enough that you know exactly whose list oh, yeah. is whose yeah. so we don't have to yeah. don't have right. to tiptoe around that we, we don't have to set pretend. aside the, the charade on this one. do you guys as remember as the put... first movie that you cried in is this a is this a thing that that mm-hmm. is yeah did you talk about this in the, it's in both the of our number ones are that we started oh, the okay. first movies okay. that we ever cried in all right that makes sense okay. what about you yeah. or do you yeah, want to wait till you talk about no mine didn't make the list i talked about this uh, with Ellen in, on on uh, on her her now defunct I guess podcast. Um, no, it's still she alive. Says, it's she on live support. Back. Oh, it's okay. on I st- very she pays. Support. She still pays monthly fees for her website. I think, <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I don't think that's a joke. Okay. Ellen, please confirm. Right. Yeah. All right. Let me know, Ellen. Um, yeah, I told this story on hers uh, very briefly, but like, yeah, I was like six, I think, and I had been very sick. Like I. Like, not quite hospital, but close enough kind of thing, you know? And my mom and my uncle took me to see uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, wow. And when they, I mean, spoiler for a 30-year-old movie. When, when, when the aunt died, I lost my <laughs> mind. And I was like, and I'm not like, I mean, especially, I, you know, I'm not a... I was not, a, I'm not an attention need kind of person. Even as a kid, I was, I'm like, I'm definitely, I'm not a throw a tantrum or a fit or anything like that. I had to be like taken out of the theater. I was wailing because this freaking <laughs> aunt died. And uh, yeah, so like my mom t- took me out of the theater, got me calmed down, brought me back into the theater. And then I just got in my, in my emotions again at some point and just started <laughs> sobbing again. And so anyway, that's where it all began uh, at, at Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's not a, a movie that made my list here, but yes, that was, right. I can not, not where remember. Not where I thought you were going with that. I mm-hmm. thought you were going to go like old school, like never ending story, <laughs> like when a tray used horse dies, but like the ant in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids totally <laughs> came out old? of nowhere. How yeah. old do you think Brian is? <laughs> I cried during that when I was a kid. Yeah, so like he's not far off. Dan. Yeah. He's not far. Off. It's, it's, Have you I mean, seen Never Ending yeah. Story? Yeah, Never Ending. Yeah. yeah, I remember. So I sobbed through that one, and then I didn't. I don't think I cried again in a movie for like fifteen plus twelve. I don't know, a long time, a long time before maybe twenty years, and then some. At some point, mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like break. repressed energy or something, and then now I cry in like every single movie. So that's mm-hmm. that's what you want. Yeah, we didn't plan it, didn't discuss it beforehand. It just happened that we both ha- said, like, our number ones were the first movies okay. that we remember nice. crying in. So nice. kind yeah. of fun how that worked out. But, uh, Brian, you've been here before a million times. You know what the deal is. I'm going to read these lists to you, labeled list A and But wait, list B. what's the last movie that we all cried watching? Most recently? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me check my letterbox to see what the last movie I watched was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was exactly. it Waterworld? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It was Waterworld. I didn't cry in Waterworld. Uh, oh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, okay. yeah. Watch that on Saturday. Cried like an idiot. I haven't watched that yet, but uh, yeah. I mean, Sing 2. So that's that makes that's stable, right? Like I kind of want to watch Sing 2. Yeah, yeah. The There's two. too much U2 yeah. in that yeah. to make me. Yeah, that's what got that me. That held back the that's tears. 
yeah it's uh that's a good it, point i think come on come on was the the last oh yeah sure. maybe that just made yeah. me yeah. just destroyed me yeah mm-hmm. a lot of stable right. stability here between the three of us oh, uh, no, and very and a lot of like like really macho energy you know i mean i I'm well worried. from ty but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they can macho, hear my beard the yeah. this is basically a barstool <laughs> sports podcast at this point so. <laughs> El Presidente. Um, all all for El Presidente. No, I don't like this bit. This is not a bit that I want to participate in. The best thing um, to happen to sports since Michael Jordan. El Presidente. Mm, starts mm. partial sports. All right. I'm going to mute you. I think we just talked to Brian for the rest of this podcast. Um, all right. Going to read our list out to you. Labeled list A and list B. Ty and I are going to shut up. Then you are going to... Give your reactions to it, things you like, things you hated, um, whatever. Uh, that's a good time to read your list out uh, and then pick a winner. And then we all yell at each other, although maybe not on this one. No. It's hard to just... it's hard to argue about about these. You know what I mean? This is not a like controversial topic yeah. for yeah. us. Yeah, the biggest quote-unquote quotes argument was, I didn't cry during this movie, but this was a great movie. <laughs> that's the biggest yeah. argument we that's had. as adversarial as this episode got <laughs> earlier which is weird for us hopefully next week we fight a little more but we'll see um all right if you are ready i'll go ahead and read these out yeah. list a the honorable mentions are toy story 4 toy story 2 and toy story 3 bit of a bit of a theme there uh number 10 is logan number nine is little women 2019 Eight is Friday Night Lights. Seven is Wild Rose. Six is The Iron Giant. Five is Fifty Fifty. Four is Coco. Three is About Time. Two is Field of Dreams. And number one is Remember the Titans. Um, list B, the honorable mentions are Rudy, Miracle, and Field of Dreams. Number 10 is Short Term 12. Nine is Coda. Eight is Hearts Beat Loud. Seven is A Star is Born from 2018. Six is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Five is A Knight's Tale. Four is Guardians of the Galaxy. Three is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Two is Lord of the Rings of Two Towers. And number one is Hardball. Um, Brian, you have the floor. I do want to ask, though, are there any of these movies that you have seen and know for certain did not make you cry? The Iron Giant didn't make me cry. Well, um, excuse you? What the hell's wrong with you? I just, I think I are saw you kidding? it. I think I saw it at the wrong age. Like, I was too... Too old to cry as a kid and too young to cry as an adult or something. That's truly know. shocking. Yeah, yeah. Iron Giant didn't get me. You need to um, rewatch the Iron Giant, you monster. I, yeah, can I you tell whose list that's on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very angry. Um, I <laughs> Ty has an Iron Giant print yes. right behind him. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, this was a we can we can we said this off the air. We can do away yeah. with the, the the charade on this one. This was a, as yeah. soon as I saw the list, I was like, "Yep, Ty and Danny, gotcha." All right, it's, um, it's Heartspeed, actually I, pronounced, I put Heartbeat loud on my list. And yeah, like, nope, duh. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually it's, pronounced charade, not charade. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Danny's the winner. Um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That one didn't get me. Um, Wild Rose is like probably got a tear out of me, but wasn't like a. a like a sob, which is what mm-hmm. most of my list ended up being. So, so there's that. And then, what's the what's the moment in Guardians of the Galaxy, Danny, that got you? Oh, we are Groot. 
Okay. He's, sac- he's sacrificing okay. himself. Rocket Raccoon is freaking out. Why are you doing this? Okay. He looks yeah, at him and just says, we that's are true. Group. That's probably just an me. oversight on my list, uh, which mm-hmm. was like 180 movies long. So. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we all texted each other at some point. And we're like, yeah, we have over 120 plus movies on our list right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we we're like three days away from recording. <laughs> I just sat down with my Plex library and just went through alphabetically and wrote down everything that I that has ever made me shed a tear. And yeah, and it was it was like well over 15 percent of the movies that are in. And I have a very large Plex library, so that's you know, yeah. again, a lot of stability going on here. Um, did, okay. Did you have a criteria for yours? Like, I yeah. this movie is higher because I is it the movies that made you cry the most? Yeah. The best movies that made you cry? Combination of the of I them, ended or? up at um, a few things. Number one, with the exception of one movie, I cut out anything that I haven't seen multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like uh, Spider Man No Way Home got me pretty good in the theaters a couple of weeks ago, yeah. but but I've only seen the movie one time. I don't know if it's going to make me sob next, probably because I cry in everything apparently. But uh-huh. um, you know, I, I went with that, and I also I just kind of tried to differentiate between um, <laughs> am I am I shedding a tear or or am I <laughs> like I've I gotta I need a moment, you know, like I gotta yeah. clean myself up, like I've just. I've, I've, <laughs> sobbed all over the place and my and, mascara is running yeah. yeah exactly exactly um and then beyond that i just i tried to like yeah yes quality was a big deal i wasn't gonna put it i i tried to differentiate between i'm well aware when i'm being emotionally manipulated in a movie and i'm usually just like yep I'm yeah cool we talked about that too so yep. where, where where I kind of drew the line was sort of twofold of if the manipulation was so obvious, but it, in like kind of a, a lesser movie that it's like, I'm going to cry because this is the way that this is designed to, but it, it didn't really deserve it. It didn't deserve my tears, but I still gave it to them, I guess. And then I also just kind of cut like, again, with the exception of one movie, I, I kind of cut the like the 12 years a slave kind of movies, like the movies mm-hmm. that are the Manchester by the seas. Yes. That yeah. it's like yeah. the, the, the material is so dark and heavy that, that that's what is, it, I don't know. I would rather, I like to feel things in a movie, but, but I'm, I'm much more the, like if we're riding the roller coaster of, of highs and lows, that's going to be, that's going to get some preference for me versus a movie like, like Manchester by the sea. That's just like, well, I feel terrible now. Like I'm just gonna yeah. go home and maybe call a therapist or something. You know, that that's the that was something that I cut out. I also cut out all things that were like um, dog and pet related. Yeah, just I don't think either to, of us had that. Yeah, I, for me, it was more about like well, I, I started I with like 180 movies. I I whittled down, and at a certain point, it was like down to the the last like 35 or 40 and it's like it's some something's got to go so it was pretty easy yeah. just to make a no dogs or pets rule so like uh homeward bound when, oh. when i mean good gracious oh. that that that's a that is a killer uh when he's just he was too old he's just too old and you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> like i can't i can't handle it so I, I cut all of that um and a couple other things like that like how to train your dragon uh, mm-hmm. with the, I'm very, dragon too. all three That's of them the get me, dude, yeah. all three of them kill me and for different reasons. So, uh, but like a big part of that is like toothless is just a cool dog essentially. And so that, yep. that, that's a tough one. Um, dogs dying or, or close to, I cut that stuff. Um, 
And then eventually I just had to say, I can only pick like two Pixar movies because this, we really could, this whole list could have just been uh, Pixar movies that made Yeah, I tried to avoid Pixar, Pixar movies because like they're created yeah. with emotional terrorism yeah. in mind. And so it's like, I, yeah. maybe so I'll I, just avoid this. Yeah, so I ended up with two of those in my top five, really. And I'll, I'll do that here in just a second. But like, you know, Coco was in there and Wally and, and Onward and, Moana is not a Pixar movie, but it is a Pixar movie at heart. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the same same thing. So, so yes, I'm if if I were to do, I'm going to save some of my on. I'm not going so that I'm not going on and on forever before I get them. My honorable mentions were like basically all Pixar movies, basically all dog and pet movies, yeah. and basically all parent child or surrogate surrogate parent child kind of manipulations. Mm-hmm. Um, like. I cut about time because of that because it just was like trying to find oh. stuff too. But that one's a big yeah. one. That's one that that kills me. A Quiet Place when John Krasinski doing sign language and and sacri- oh. you know I mean that's that's a brutal one. Um, like a slightly lesser one is the Way Way Back when um, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. There's a couple in that one, but like the one that always kills me and and it's not like it, it's not like I'm I'm just sobbing sobbing during this, but like. Towards, I assume, by the way, spoilers on all this stuff because it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to not. But toward the very end of that movie, when um, when Steve Carell's character is just being a douche and like really kind of bowing up to the kid, and Sam Rockwell just like steps in front of the kid between him and just kind of puts his hands up like that's not yeah. what we're gonna do. That always gets me because th- that's such an earned moment. It is built so beautifully to that point with the relationship between those two. So anyway. All that kind of stuff. I I sort of uh, decided to set to the side, and then that movie. If I, you haven't seen that movie, watch the way way back. Watch yeah, it right way now. Way Drop. Yeah. Stop yeah. listening to this podcast and watch that movie. I love that movie so much. That's a good one. And then the last thing I did is this: is something I I frequently do when I come on this show is if a movie was not one of my like immediate locks. So in this case, that was like my top six. I knew when I started. It's it's almost impossible to want that these six aren't going to be, you know, at the very top. If, if it's not one of those movies and one of you guys put it on your list, I cut it just so we could talk about different movies basically. Yep. So like a night's tale, Danny, I know exactly what moment you're talking about. When I see that on your list, it gets mm-hmm. me every time. Same the way. David Bowie dancing scene. <laughs> We talked yes, about exactly. it. That, <laughs> exactly. That's the one that while Golden we were discussing years. it, Ty yeah. was like, "What moment made you cry in this one?" I don't think I cried during a night's tale. Uh-huh. I was like, "All of it, dude." Yeah, I did. I, <laughs> I honestly like. I did not cry during. I've never cried during this movie. But this is a five star movie. This is like a perfect yeah, movie. So like, I love there, that movie. there's like five four or five different specific moments. That was our that biggest argument. Make me cry. <laughs> the one that but always gets me in that movie is when the, is when the prince like gets him out of the. Uh, the stocks or whatever it's called. Oh, and see, like, I didn't eat. Oh, when he knights him. Yeah. 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 That, so that was mentioned. The ones for me were, uh, when he finally reunites with his dad and he's like, did he follow his feet? Oh, and yeah. so he reunites with his yeah. dad. And then Alan Tudyk saying, that's your name. Will your father heard that? Yeah. Uh, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah I'm, that's, I'm, that's, I'm that's totally true. Yeah. But Ty, yeah, Ty a, was like, yeah. I don't cry during a night's tale. I was like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> we also had a rule where like, I have a movie on my list where Seth Rogen is a lead actor in this movie. And it makes me cry. <laughs> also, Alan Tudyk, crazy yeah. that there's a movie where someone can make you cry and alan tudyk yeah. is a lead actor in the, or yeah, not a lead so actor good. but a main actor in this movie so good so a uh, nice sale rules i got to do i did that mm-hmm. episode on that with uh with kyle at big screen sports and it that is a criminally underrated that movie is so much yes. better than it has any right to be it's unbelievable yeah. 
It's mm-hmm. perfect. There's literally He's, nothing uh, wrong with it. Yeah. At Speaking all. of Kyle, he's coming back on next month. Nice. Are we doing Kyle's another awesome. crimes episode that I don't know about? <laughs> no. No, this is not a <laughs> Where Kyle just talks about all the crimes he wants to commit. Kyle is very much our crimes guy now, yeah. but no, not this one. Kyle and I message each other about three things. Uh, Knight's Tale, <laughs> bad Texas politics, and mm-hmm. uh, Disney stuff. Because he's like a big, he's a big <laughs> Disney guy. So he's always like, hey, have you tried this yet? So anyway, they're planning yeah. their, their next uh, trip. So. Um, okay, so I cut that. I cut A Star is Born, which is a very obvious, you're just going to ball yeah. for the last 30 yeah. minutes of that movie. The stake, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was kind yeah, of the same w- thing with like About <laughs> Time. That was like, okay, that, that helps me solidify. I can cut this, even though that is a movie that, that breaks my heart every yeah. time. A Star so. is Born was on my list because like, I almost cut it because it is like it designed for that. Like yeah, it is yeah. specifically designed sure. to make you, it, it made my list though, because it's the movie that's made me cry the hardest of any okay. movie I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. That's the moment fair. when he puts that stake down for the dog. Oh. I, I talked about it a little bit earlier. It, it was, yeah. it was a few weeks after I first got my first dog and I was watching uh, that movie with my dog yeah. that I just got. Yeah. And so I was like, this is a perfect storm Brutal. to kill yeah. me. Only dog, yeah. Yeah. only dog owners know the gravity of that scene. Yeah. yeah. As soon no, as you put that stake on the yeah. floor, and you know it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're no. like, oh, this is it. Oh yep. my gosh. Yeah. 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 That's pretty brutal. Okay. Here's my top ten. Um, I'll try to go fast because I know this has gone on forever. Number ten is kind of the exception to the. Uh, this is a hard movie that's that's making me try to is is Saving Private Ryan. Uh, oh, when yeah. it's I mean it's it's there's a few moments in Saving Private Ryan that that got me at the time I saw it for the first time and will still get me every once in a while, but it is a guarantee that closing five minutes with when Hanks is dying and, and looks at Matt Damon and says, earn this. And then it like fades to old Matt Damon and him trying to, you know, asking his wife if he's lived a good life and all this. That's, that is, I think in my youth, it would have been like, man, that's a real goosebumps moment. And in my my old age, it's like, just going to full on sob now. Like, it's yeah. just a, it's a heartbreaker every time. So that's number 10. Number nine is Force Awakens. Um, oh, which oh that should have been on my for. list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, look, it's just in the bag for it. And it, it's a, a very aware this is – it's designed to to attack me, really. Um, right off the my, bat, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's With a Chewy. lot of it. There's a lot of stuff in that one. Um, but the the three that I wrote down is like when when Han and Chewie get onto the Falcon for the first time and say, Chewie, we're home, Oof, mm-hmm. kills me. The whole thing with Kylo and, and, and Han, watching that for the first time in the theaters and realizing what was going to happen, I think before most of the other people in my theater of like, He's going to kill him, and I know that this is going to happen, and I don't think that the other people in my row have figured that out yet, and just being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, and just being very stressed about it, and still it breaks me. And I am such a sucker for it, but when at the end of that movie, when Ray and Chewie get in the get in the Falcon – and Chewie nods at her like, all right, it's yours now. I'm just like, oh, my yep. gosh. It's, just, it's, it's a killer. It's a killer. Yeah. Very, Say, what you, should have been on my list. Say yeah. what you will about the sequel trilogy. That every single movie makes me cry every yeah. single time. Yeah, probably, probably the same. Yeah. Chewie gets yeah, the yeah. medal or when you yeah, think that, Chewie's dead. That's a killer. Yeah. That also oh, destroys yeah. you. Oh, Laura Dern. So Laura so Dern in the second movie. Sure. My God. Yeah. 
and then ev- pretty much everything in Force Awakens yeah. makes me cry, no matter yeah. what. <laughs> that, that really yeah. should have been on my list. I, 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 I've talked about it on here. I didn't grow up with Star Wars, didn't watch yeah. them all for the first time until Force Awakens came out. But like the moment at the beginning of Force Awakens when Kylo stops that bolt uh-huh. midair yeah. is the moment that I was like, Star Wars is the coolest thing in the entire sure. world. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, welcome so, yeah, welcome that, to yeah. the life. Yeah, that it's honestly the list. worst thing to be a part of. But welcome to the Star Wars. <laughs> but it's not your fault, and yeah. it's not the movie's fault either. You know. Yeah. Um, so, just stupid people. Okay, number eight. Uh, let me ask you, Danny what what is the what is the moment in Harry Potter that got you? Because this number eight for me is like the whole Harry Potter series. Yeah, I had a I had a few of them written down. Seeing the victims of the battle, mm-hmm. like the survivors, just yeah. mourning the victims. Uh, Harry dying, of course, Snape dying and saying always, of mm-hmm. course, uh, and then just the f- the end and not because of what happened at the end, but the fact that it was the end sure. okay. uh, is what got me. So yeah. there are multiple, but I, the biggest one is for me specifically is probably the the survivors mourning the victims yeah. of the battle because yeah. there's, it's all just seeing people that are devastated is devastating. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Were, yeah, I just wrote. I just, were y'all sorry, a movies before book Harry half, Potter half, people? Half and half for me. I was okay because I was wondering because like that. There's no way Harry Potter would have ever made my list just because the books are so mm. much more important to me than the movies. I was exposed to the books before the movies by an elementary school teacher, but I like my first experience, like really falling in love and binging through and finishing, was the movies. Yeah. Okay, that may because yeah. like the first time, like I definitely cried when Cedric Diggory died. The first time mm-hmm. I saw Goblet of Fire, like the movies, but I haven't cried since. But I cry every time I reread the books. I cry okay. when he dies. Well, I I had not read Deathly Hallows the first time I watched Deathly Hallows Part Two, so that was me okay. experiencing that story for the okay. first time. Okay. That's why it hit so hard. Yeah, I, I think I'm more I'm more visual. I think um, than I am same. Uh, I don't know. It's not auditory, but whatever that that next word. Well, it is for me because I listen to audio. I don't picture don't things that well read, yeah. when I'm when, yeah when I'm reading them, and so like serious gets me anytime I read it. That's like a hard cry when I'm reading oh. those books. Um, but oh. most of the other moments are more visual, plus like the swelling music and the you know the the added manipulation that you get with the movie that killed me. Yeah, mm. I just put down Harry Potter because like. With the exception of like one and three, I think they all make me cry at one point or another. Mm-hmm. So, between Hagrid coming back to Hogwarts at the the end of Chamber to oh yeah, like uh, Cedric's dad just freaking screaming, my when, boy, yeah, my that's my boy. boy. Just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, um, Sirius dying is like a traumatic event. Uh, Dobby dying is a traumatic event somehow. Yeah. Um, Snape's vision with always great, the last day at Hogwarts, and Molly screaming at Bellatrix, like, yeah. that always, oh, God, it's like part of me is pumped up, and the other part of me is <laughs> just real, <laughs> real sobby about it, so, yeah. anyway, that's good. Okay, uh, another movie that, like, I thought about cutting just because it was on one of your lists, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, it, there's too many things that, that get to me here is Little Women, so that's number seven for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when Dad Comes Home, oof, Wait, which killer. which version are you talking about? <laughs> Greta. The Winona Ryder one, bro. Are you talking um, about Little Women, Greta's version? Or are you talking about? Yeah, always, always. 
There's no other version as far as I'm concerned. Sorry. Yeah. Even Lisa May Elcott, uh, you know, that, that belongs to Greta now. Have you Sorry seen the that. newest um, or the book? One of Get the, out of here, dude. One of the new Curb episodes where he's just going no, through I all of the, this season. Oh. Yet. There's a little like, women. Oh, yeah. There's a little women involved episode. I think you're going to oh, love it. Nice. Okay. That makes me excited. Where he yes. tries to pronounce Sir Sharonin's name, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, the the dad coming home is great. Um, obviously, like, Beth dying is a really traumatic and serious thing. But, like, the moment that probably gets me the most... Like, Joe talking to uh, to Mamie, too. Mamie is, is so good. Uh, Marnie, excuse yeah. me, is so good, too. Love that. Mm-hmm. I just... Every time I rewatch that movie, just still just one of the most shocking theater experiences of my life just like this dawning on me was like i love this this is the best movie i've seen this year this is weird didn't expect this what at the all. hell why is this why is little women <laughs> yeah. so good yeah just because greatest gerwig's um, the greatest director of all time <laughs> i love it i love it um the i just the the dynamic between mr lawrence and um and beth is just so kind and heartfelt and it i don't know it get every time i watch it it just it it breaks me so anyway yeah that's I really what i had cutting it just because it was on your list ty but but i just i couldn't do it at the end of the day because there's so many moments that that get to me i had that moment where bob odenkirk comes in and we had only ever seen him as better call Saul, basically <laughs> and you get this oh my little women and he's like oh he's saying it so gently this is why yeah. is this making me cry yeah yeah but so when Mr. Lawrence is just pacing outside and cannot go yeah. into the house, yes. like for uh, no reason, and when he brutal. hears Beth play the piano for the first yes. time and he's like yes. hiding behind the staircase, yes, that Ugh. yeah. All right, I'm gonna cry. I gotta stop. Okay, <laughs> that movie is that just Man. the one of the that has to be the greatest movie ever made, right? I love that movie so much. It's and again, it's just such a shocking experience sitting there watching, it being like, "This is like super good." Like it was, <laughs> I was so shocked because I hate the book. I hate yeah, I too. the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. not for, it's not for me. That's for sure. Um, but the movie sure is okay. Number six uh, on my list was Avengers Endgame. The I just rewatched uh, this a couple weeks ago for for Ma'am. There's not a whole lot in the MCU that really chokes me up uh, too much. But Avengers Endgame is just is just like the last mm-hmm. the last act especially is just coming for blood for me. So the yeah. on your left and and then the whole the, the I am Iron Man and the way that that concludes, uh it it really it's a sob sob. It's it, oh mm-hmm. and and Tony talking to his dad in the past. Too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a, is and the funeral one. procession where yep. you go through yep. each like <sighs> tier of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the happy Hogan talking to his daughter. Right. And he's like, she's like, I just want cheeseburgers. And like, if you know the behind the scenes with that story just hits even harder because Robert Downey Jr. He was like, his lowest point was he was eating a cheeseburger right. at like, that's when he knew like he needed to change and all that. And it was in Iron Man one. Okay. Ty, that's enough slices. God, no, I'm, we are, no, we're making If, if someone is not crying during, during this episode, then we didn't do our job right. But like yeah. that movie, uh, oh. it's, it's so good. So good. Um, number five is the break. The, I've only seen this once rule, uh, because I'm not sure that I've ever cried harder and 
more times in a movie than this one, which is still currently my number one on the year is Coda, which I know is on the list. Oh, yeah. I oh. like the whole second half of that movie breaks me into tiny little pieces mm-hmm. and i'm just like my wife and i are sitting here watching this movie i know she knows we we know what this is going to be she knows how i'm going to be and i'm and expecting i'm going to cry some in this movie we're just sitting watching this in our bedroom and i am like <laughs> having a like a really like a breakdown almost of the the, the whole sequence with her singing to her dad yep and and yep. then following that up with the performance, like mm-hmm. signing to mm-hmm. her family, I'm just like, I it just <laughs> <laughs> they were making this movie during production, and we're just like, we're making this movie specifically for Brian Gill and Danny Weiser right now. Yeah, honestly, yeah. really, we're gonna enough. kill a couple folks in, in Texas. Um, I remember watching this movie and immediately texting Danny and be like, "You got to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is your yeah. movie." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really was like it's like the Grinch with the heart growing three sizes or something. Like, I just was a complete lunatic watching watching uh-huh. the second half of this movie. So, I don't care that Gosh. I've only seen it once. I there I cannot imagine a world in which I will ever watch this movie and not turn into the yep. biggest gross mess. I have to watch time. this movie alone every time for the rest of my life. <laughs> I cannot watch this <laughs> yeah, with other. Yeah. There will really never be a movie. dude. You want to yeah. come over and watch Coda right. with me? Yeah. You can't have that. <laughs> my uh, real sad together. Yeah. <laughs> throughout the year, so ever since we started this podcast or our movie podcast, my mom has started watching more movies, and every time a new movie comes out, she's like, "So how'd you like this?" And it's just always, "Was it better than Coda?" <laughs> and if I said it was, she's like, "No, there's no way it was Devil. better than Coda." <laughs> like to yeah, her, Coda is the best movie ever made. <laughs> I don't watch a ton of. I like. I watch probably two, maybe three movies a week total, and always one of them is for we should watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've gotten into the habit of Saturday morning. I wake up, I make breakfast, have a cup of coffee, and I watch a movie. It was a mistake starting my Saturday <laughs> off with Coda because I was just yeah. done for the rest yeah. of it. That's like a Sunday night watch. Like, yeah, I got nothing done. Because I, I didn't yeah. know. I was like, this will probably be good, maybe a little emotional. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't expect it to ruin me. Yeah. No, it's that's it's it's a it's a breaker kind of movie. Um all right, number 3 for me, number excuse me, number 4 for me was the movie for a very long time that I would I would compare All Cries to and it gets me every single time and it's Toy Story 3. The whole when Andy looks into the box and he sees that Woody is at the bottom of this box and the like startled look on his face and the whole like am I doing this? Am I giving this to- my favorite toy away? to this kid who man mm-hmm. kills me and then the top that off with so long partner it's just like that's unfair that is an unfair way to end this movie and it's beautiful and it it kills me kills me every single time so yeah i've multiple times in the discord i've i don't i think this video has been deleted from the internet because i've tried to find it so many times but i've told you to watch it so many times you're just like no i'm just going to cry every time and it's <laughs> this last scene but it's got the music from lost just no. <laughs> cut into it and it's just so sad Ugh, and i talked about this earlier but like this movie came out the year i graduated from high school yeah so it was like okay i grew up with toy right. story i watched right. toy story 
on repeat. Like, yeah. I'm surprised I didn't break the VHS tape. Like, oh, so my childhood it. is just officially dead. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I okay, be an adult now. And so vote. I have to move from Texas to Mississippi, <laughs> and like, this is the biggest change I've ever gone through. And also, like, say goodbye to all my characters who, like, also 30 minutes earlier, I thought they were all going to be burned alive <laughs> while they were holding hands. <laughs> So <laughs> this movie, and also just like yes, Toy Story four, great movie, but should it have happened? No, absolutely yeah, not. I like this Toy should Story have been 4, the end. Fine, but Toy Story three is is a is a masterpiece. Um, number three on my list is Field of Dreams. Made both of your lists. Uh, mm-hmm. Want to have a catch is a killer. Terrence yep. Mann's speech is a killer. There's there's other moments too, but that whole sequence with his dad, and I'm you know somewhere our friend Matt is listening to this, and I just. I'm gonna. I'm at, as soon as I get done here, I'm gonna text yeah. him bad words. Just no. I hope Matt isn't listening to this. <laughs> Skip yeah. this. No, I'm, I gotta yeah. figure out how to block his IP address from like down on <laughs> our episodes. Or Not let him listen. Didn't deserve it. Yeah. It's good. Okay, number two on my list. Um, also Pixar, and I'm. It's one that I I I don't. I will not play this card very often at all because it it sounds very douchey. But I'm not sure. If you're not a parent, how much how impactful it will be. But Inside Out, oh. I went to see Inside Out with my like two year old at the time, and it was it was like I mean it was a real like genuinely am I okay kind of moment. <laughs> like I just was like sobbing through so much of the 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 second half of that movie. Bing Bong is emotional terrorism, just full on emotional terrorism. Um, but the whole sequence of joy figuring out how important sadness is at the same time while while Riley is like having this moment like with her parents and it, it is a I don't know man it's it's that movie's so 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 good and it is such a beautiful moment and and one that like I don't know when you guys are parents someday I don't know Ty you got kids uh some point somewhere. <laughs> Not that he's allowed um, to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not allowed to talk to him. Right, yeah. <laughs> I just pay yeah. alimony. Well, they'll turn 18 someday, buddy. Um, <laughs> then you can reconnect. But uh, Ty's parents can be mad. No, the... the uh, I make the same jokes to him all the time, so <laughs> Yeah, but, like, if you see that movie as a parent, I just don't... I don't know how to... What else to compare it to, honestly? It, it was... It was... It's a... Just... It's a killer. It's just an absolute killer, so... That that movie, I I love that movie so much. One because I feel like we're all Parks and Rec fans. We mm. all know that Amy Poehler is probably one of the greatest actors of all time. Mm. Yeah. And anytime I try to say Amy Poehler should be in a dramatic role, they're like, "Why? She's <laughs> right, a comedian." Right. And I'm like, "Well, look at Inside Out." And they're yeah, like, "Oh, but Inside she's Out? voice yeah. acting." I'm like, "No, you don't yeah. get it. You don't get I it." I legitimately <laughs> would have. I she legitimately would have been in my my. If I was if I was somebody who had an actual Oscar vote, she would have been in my my best actress list that year. It was yeah. it's so good. She that movie is so good, and she is so good in it. Um, twenty fifteen was a banger, uh, by the way, because mm-hmm. I got I think I have three movies in here that are twenty fifteen movies. That's that's I have, I have a few different twenty eighteen movies right yeah. now, which good year, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. Okay, number one. So here's what I did. Um, with this is the the poor choices that I made last night. So I had I had this big list and I had whittled it down to like fifty or so. And I sat down last night after we got done recording Mad About Movies, 
And I've, I've had, you know, next week is our end of the year list show. So I've like, I've got four, five, six, ten movies that I'm still trying to crank through before the end of that show and everything. Hit me up for some links if you need them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I put one on, and the movie that I chose to watch last night while I was doing this was Mass, which is about oh. Oh. two sets of parents <laughs> who sit down to talk to each other after one of their chi- children killed the other child in a school shooting and it's like the most it's emotional about <laughs> yeah daddy i want you to watch this movie it's, so bad but no yeah it's no. So, it was really good but it's like, like some of the best writing i've ever seen in the last like five it, years. yeah it's Don't i mean care. it was fantastic but also it's about two kids who died in a school shooting and it's very emotional and serious and then i'm sitting here trying to do this list like putting together all these sorts of things. So, um, all that to say was not in the, the 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 most stable emotional place through the course of this. I got to the end of Mass. <laughs> this is so weird, and I was like, I need like a healthy cry now. Like I need to, mm. I need to cry in a better way. Have like happy, sad tears. Oh, so Mass now. wasn't your number one? No. Okay, okay. Uh, I was about to say, <laughs> but Danny, you should watch Mass. You it's it's a really Mass. good movie that I will no. never watch again. No, um, Danny, I think you really should watch Mass. Don't care. Okay, I'll so pick rough. it for We Should Watch a Movie then. <laughs> Skipping that. <laughs> not participating. Such a mean Trump card to have. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I finished that movie, and again, I was like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I still have some emotions here. I got to get this out. So I popped on my number one, which is Creed. The, the, oh, the, I, yeah. I watched the last. Great choice. Like, I just fast forwarded to the last fight, basically, because there's a bunch of stuff through the first the first two acts of that movie that kills me, like him like trying to talk Rocky into you know fighting his cancer, and the sequence with like with the training and the dirt bikes and all that stuff is so cool. And there's a lot of great stuff in Creed. The last like 15 minutes of Creed, like I, I almost can't even talk about it. It breaks me up so badly. Every little sequence that happens in that and the, the final when it goes from the 11th round to the 12th round and he's in his corner and Rocky's talking to him and trying to stop the fight. And he says, I got to prove that I wasn't a mistake. And then Rocky like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting a little worked up. Get like all, all that whole sequence and go over there and, you know, you're going to punch that son of a bitch right in the face. All this sort of stuff. Oh, boy. Like yeah. that is. And, it's, and, it's, and then the music kicks in. You're just if you're not sobbing, and then the music kicks in. You're just like, oh my gosh! Like it's a yeah. And it's it the first a, time the music. That was the yeah, first time yeah. in this movie uh, that the original Rocky music kicked in, which was, they played so good, it so man. well. I mean, freaking, freaking Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Coo- the freaking Coogs. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> like he knows exactly what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, it was. It's it's a it is a perfect. I've said before. Like I've tried to. That is the type of movie that I'll put on in the background, that type of movie. I can't do that. I can't watch that movie in the background because I'm 10 minutes in and I'm just like wrapped up in everything that's happened, even though I've seen the movie a dozen times. And uh, really? yeah, the the whole, you know, I know you did. I know you will because you're a Creed and I love you, kid. And then the music swells is is a emotional terrorism at its finest. So that's yep. number one for me. See, Free choice. what gets me with that movie, the more I watch it, because I watch it like five times a year because it's just it's a great movie Mm -hmm. is when he gets up and he's shadowing 
Rocky as he's fighting his yeah. father uh-huh. on the projection screen. Right. And it's yeah. like the first 10 minutes of the movie. That yeah. gets me every single time. It's so good. It's so good. I might watch that again tonight. It's a perfect movie. It really I is a perfect movie. movie. Yeah. Top, top five movie for me all time. I love that movie so much. So good. Yep. So. Same. Easy one to pick here. Okay, uh, that's my top ten. Um, I had a really hard time looking at you guys' list because they're all like, I think there's two movies on yours, Ty, that weren't in my like my considerations, and there's one maybe that was that's on yours, Danny, that wasn't in my considerations. So that's pretty easy. I think you both have three movies that are uh, that made my list uh, within your either your, your honorable mentions or your top ten. So that also is kind of like split i don't really have a good differentiator between here can i declare this a tie can i make this a tie I, I, yeah Sorry. call it yeah tie one for no, sure yeah no. <laughs> don't do that i think if, if it's a tie then i win right I think well look here's the thing um, we're oh, for got the sure Batman chain rule you're not allowed to pick yourself <laughs> we're for sure gonna do a part two of this so yeah maybe uh-huh. you'll pick we'll just see whoever you don't pick maybe you'll pick them next time but we're for sure gonna do a part two because we have at least 75 other movies we haven't talked about. <laughs> Gosh. All right. I think I have to go. I think I have to go with Danny then by like right. the thinnest of margins. Because it's like. what? What is it? What's the one thing that brought you over? Because like if, if I really. Did, if I Like I said at the outset. Like I probably cut a couple movies so that I could talk about Saving Private Ryan and Force Awakens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If If I really really went through the emotional trauma of putting together my top 10 definitive list nothing accepted i think i think it would have been a coda a star is born harry potter knight's tale those yep. four movies all make the list and i think you've only and plus field of dreams is in the honorable mention and i think there's three that are for sure making the list no matter what on yours tie so it's uh. like, Thinnest, thinnest of margins, because I, I would be happy to call it a tie, because I think these are both really great lists, and there's nothing here that is um, ridiculous um, at all <laughs> on either side, and there, uh, I love all of these movies. Are there any movies you haven't seen, or like maybe, like, I don't really cry that much during? Just, just so, like, again, Iron Giant, Wild Rose got me a little bit, but like, I mean... Yeah, like all these movies I had written down on my list, all of them. I had I had Hardball, I had Two Towers, I had Spider-Verse was like one of my last cuts. I had Remember the Titans, I had Coco. Coco, I've said this before, I saw Coco Thanksgiving week of my grandma's last Thanksgiving. Oh, She's like at my oh, house, God. me and Coop left oh. to go see this movie, and then I came home and was like going through it. Because my grandma is just here, and she's like... I mean, obviously, I didn't know that's going to be her last Thanksgiving, but like you know, yeah. like it was clear yeah. that it wasn't going to go much longer, and she's kind of lost it and all this sort of stuff. I mean, that is a kind of. Uh, you I think know, I'm going to watch Coco to tonight through. before I go to bed. Yeah. Coco's great. Fifty Fifty's great too. That was something that was on my list. That's as why well. we um, need to get Danny to watch Fifty Fifty. Fifty Fifty's awesome. I love I've seen Fifty Fifty a bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked about it yeah. while during the recording. Oh, I thought you hadn't seen it. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Brian, we haven't talked about Hearts Be Loud, which I know is a movie that you love yeah, as much yeah, as I do. Yeah, love that movie. Yeah. What's the scene that gets you in that one? Uh, we don't movie? get to have this, do we? Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's, I think that's probably, I mean, there's a few. There's a lot of great Nick Offerman moments mm-hmm. in that dealing with his mom and then dealing with his kid. 
moving to the other side of the country. But yeah, the one big one is we don't get to have this, do we? God, what a good movie. I think yeah, there I just, should be a rule. I, like any movie made under ten million dollars, Nick Offerman has to play the dad. Because like every time he's played the dad in an under ten million dollar movie, it's been perfect. Yeah, he's he's so good. Hearts Beat Loud has this great little one of those like kind of the way way back little things when there's like this forty five second segment where it's it's just the instrument, it's just him by himself playing the guitar with that great instrumental track that I listen to all the time when I'm like writing or, or reading or stuff like that, um, that I love. And I think that, get, yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm not sobbing during that, but it, that's such a, that's a scene where if, if I was like Nick Offerman's agent and I'm trying to get him work in like an Oscar kind of movie, that's the mm-hmm. scene that I'm sending them. Cause it's like, you get, you really understand what this dude is going through in this 30 second scene where he's not talking and he's not interacting with anybody. He's just sitting there. And then he just cuts it and deletes it. He doesn't even say it. He's not doing it for anything. He's just throwing it away. So good. Am I going to watch hearts beat loud? I know. Do we, do we all just give ourselves homework? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, wait, can we talk about, there's a lack of sports movies on Brian's list. That had filled the dreams. Um, I had, what was the other one? There was something else that I had. Maybe Creed. I had... Creed. Creed is a sports movie. Creed, yeah. Creed, Creed and, and Field of Dreams. Uh, others that were in consideration were 61, the oh, Roger Mays. Ooh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, he's pulling um, out his hair. Oh, my gosh. Warrior. Oh. That one. That was a lit. Oh, like a top, Connor the King. Yeah, that was oh like a top God. 20-ish. Warrior's good, and no movie. one has seen Warrior's it. Great. Everyone should yeah. watch Warrior. It is awesome. so good. That's a really, really good one. Best cool Tom Hardy was, role was in my ever. list too. Ooh, yeah. Cool Runnings. That's cool a sneaky runnings. one. Yeah. You don't think about that one. When they, the when they pick up the bobsled and, and yeah. like take it down the track. Oof. And you see the dad yeah, on the side with me, it. Man. Oh. And he, and he yeah. takes off his jacket and he shows yeah, that he has got, he's got the He's got the sweater. Yeah. Oh. That's, a, that's a good one. Um, Sandlot gets me too. The... Uh, I think the scene it, with the fireworks is yeah. like the most American thing of all time, and I love mm-hmm. it. It's just a really yeah. One cool of the few surprise. times in my life I felt patriotic is yeah, yeah, exactly. the Sandlot. Exactly. It's yeah. like I'm actually proud to be an American. Right. Yeah. yeah. This will fade soon, I'm sure, but at the moment, <laughs> this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Well, sweet. Um, we got a handful of voicemails this time. Nice. Um, we got three voicemails and an email, but we let's go ahead and start with uh, Meg Weber. Hi, you guys. It's Meg. Just sending you guys a quick message about movies that make you cry, or rather, in this case, make me cry. So I don't know exactly what happened to me recently, but maybe that's a larger question. What I mean by that is, um, I so I grew up super emotional. I used to cry all the time, all the time. So there's lots of, you know, the usual movies that make kids cry that are around our age, you know, The Lady and the Tramp, Lion King, etc. Then once I got past high school, I just kind of stopped crying crying. And like I've mentioned in the discord a bunch of times, I would shed like a single poetic tear for movies that made me sad. Then ever since Christmas this past year, I watched Little Women again and something broke in me and the floodgates were released. So I have been sobbing recently a few times a week. And so I'll just name some of the movies that I've either just watched for the first time or rewatched and cried for the first time, like really cried. Aside from the fact that most of my all-time favorite movies make me cry. 
So some recent viewings are Call Me By Your Name, Room, Blue Bayou, which was 2021, Come On, Come On, also 2021, Mass, also 2021, and Pig gave me almost a full and complete breakdown. I get it. So uh, I guess I just kind of have a lot of feelings. (laughs) They're all going out now, so yay. I'll have to rebrand myself as a crier. All right, guys, I'm going to go to therapy. Bye. <laughs> it's just if you're if you're finding yourself like used to cry a lot of movies, not doing it anymore. Quit watching movies as a critic. You know what I mean? Because mm. that's when I find myself not being swept up in the emotions when I'm like, oh, I need to keep notes on this. Mm. Or like if I'm watching a movie for our podcast, like if I'm like trying to keep notes and watch it with a sort of critical eye, quit it, just get swept up in it. It's fine. You know what? I'm going to be on the wrong side of history with this, but Pig did not give me any emotional feels. I think it was a very Pig good, did. very well-made movie. I just was not as obsessed with it as Pablo was. But he's a chef, so it's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Pig a whole lot. If Pig is one that is, it suffers, and it's probably going to be in my top ten this year or very close to it. Mm-hmm. Um it suffers from not seeing for me it suffered from not seeing it in the theater because i think i would have yeah been much more emotionally invested in what was happening if i did not have access to my phone for two hours you know and was like able to actually pay attention to things yeah which is a good one that's interesting to like think about and that has nothing to do with the topic we're discussing on rankings right now but it's interesting now that we have to think about movies as would this be better if I saw it in theaters or mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Welcome to the cry club, Meg. It's not great <laughs> here, home. but it'll be fine. No, it's great Welcome here. Home. Like I said earlier in the discussions, people who cry during movies appreciate movies more than people that don't cry. And <laughs> you can just deal with that. People who don't cry in movies, just deal with monsters. <laughs> All right. The next one is from Ty's dad, Robbie. Hey guys, it's Robbie. First of all, I want to say kudos on last week's episode. Uh, I know this week's episode's a little bit of a uh, sad one with crying at movies, but last week's SNL episode was a uh, was a real great one. So on Thanks. to uh, this week's topic. Uh, first of all, let me say, real men cry during movies. So I want everybody to hear that yep. out there. That's who we're asking. Um, right <laughs> I'll give you three that come to mind. Two. I think for me, because as a dad, uh, they really touch my heart about time and field yep. of dreams. Uh, I've mentioned both of those <laughs> Can before. You tell you guys, dad great dad movies, and they <laughs> do tug at my heartstrings. The third one, Brian's Song. It was a made-for-TV oh, movie. Wow. You may not be familiar with it. It came out in the 70s. It was about early 1970s Chicago Bear, Brian Piccolo, who paid, played with Gale Sayers, and if you want a good cry, turn on that movie and listen to Gail Sayers' acceptance speech for the Player of the Year. And uh, it will bring tears to your eyes. If it doesn't bring tears to your eyes, you have no heart. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. And uh, I appreciate you letting me call in. Brian's song is like the like every tough dad who doesn't ever show emotion ever cried at Brian's <laughs> yeah. song. Can yeah. I be honest and with y'all? And then they skipped the next, like, 20 years and then cried in Rudy, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be honest yeah. with y'all? I've never seen Brian's song. It's good. It's, uh, it's a good movie. James yeah, Conn, it's, man. It's really good. It is, goodness gracious. Yeah, that, that movie. Should I watch it, or Danny, should I add it to the we should watch a movie list? 
I don't want to cover that for a We Should Watch a Movie. It would be a weird time. But I did love that. So my dad, he raised me and showed me Field of Dreams, and I showed him about time. So those two movies, I love that he presented both of those. That was awesome. Um, Next one is we got an email from Sean Blanford, a.k.a. Movie Burb. Um, he says, hello, Danny and Ty, longtime listener, first time writing in. While I can boast that I was the only member of my family that didn't cry when we saw the Titanic, the ending to the Denzel Washington film Man on Fire had me bawling. Oh. That, oh. that may be a little bit out of left field, but for a more recent choice, I can't watch the ending of Coda without crying. <sighs> I watched it four times now and cry every time. Take care, Sean from Minneapolis. Yeah, dude, you're in good company here. <laughs> <laughs> God, that movie wrecked me. Yeah. Sean, I think Sean saw it way earlier than the rest he of us because yeah. he's, he's really heavy tip. into the yeah. the yeah, he's really heavy into like the film festival circuit. So he saw it a hot minute ago and uh, he wrote his Sunday. review and I was like, Sunday. God, I can't wait to watch this movie. So. Yeah, he put me on Dakota too, because he, he yeah. saw it way earlier. Uh I think he wrote for our for our website about it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait to cry. And if only I knew how much crying there would be. <laughs> Yeah, hey, follow Sean. He has a lot of really... It's at MovieBurb, B-I-R-B. Um, has a lot of cool insights into like smaller festival like circuit type movies that you haven't seen and probably won't you won't get to see for another six months, but he has a lot of cool insight on movies like that. Can we talk about Man on Fire, though? I mean, what an entry. <laughs> I'm it. like, I'm sorry. That movie is on par with like Manchester by the Sea where it's like designed to totally emotionally terrorize you but good god denzel that it's unreal it is one of the best movies i i love that movie so much i well i don't know if i love that movie but it's a very good movie a hard one to watch but yeah Yeah. we got one more from ellen she sent it at like we had started recording already when she sent it so i haven't gotten the chance to listen to it all I know about it is that it's way longer than our time limit <laughs> that we normally give for voicemails. But I also know that Ellen would like physically assault me if I right. didn't play it or if I edited it down. Yeah, yeah she's, she terrifies me. So uh, here's Ellen. Hello, Ty, Danny, and Brian. Um, can't wait to hear y'all's list of movies that made you cry. I'm sure you had to narrow it down a lot to get just 10. Um, but I'm looking forward to y'all's lists. Uh I too love a good cry. I'm an easy cry when it's uh when watching movies, so it doesn't take much. Um but yeah, just a couple that are real notable for me or like moments that I've cried that I that stick out to me. A big one was Ladybird when that one came out. Um oh. saw it in theaters. Oh. That was like the first year the that I had moved to a different city away from my parents. Um, we had just moved to Dallas like, like earlier that year. And, um, yeah, at the end of the movie, I just, it kind of came over me. Like I really was not expecting it, which I guess some of the best movie cries are like when you aren't expecting it to hit you that hard, then suddenly you're just sobbing. Mm -hmm. And I was, and, Poor Cameron, we were just dating at the time, and he looked at me like I was some crazy person, and I was like, I just really need to call my mom. Um, so yeah, Lady Bird just has like this special place for many reasons, but that being one of them. Um, to keep it going with Greta, I mean like Little Women every single time, without fail. Um, it gets, It's gotten to the point where like if I'm Greta. looking for a good cry, Greta. I put on Little Women. Um, another one that uh, 
you know, always got me, especially when it came out, was Toy Story 3. I was graduating high school when that came out, which I feel like was kind of perfect timing because that's like the story that Andy's going through. And I just, again, a big mess because, you know, there's nothing better than a story that really hits you when there's like a life changing event happening. (laughs) Um, And then, oh gosh, there's so many over the years. Um, But another one of recent, uh, recent memory was Jojo Rabbit. Um, that one got me oh, real good. Yeah. Got me real good. Um, I didn't even think of that And one. then a, a, a favorite of mine that's just like, I love a movie that makes you cry but also makes you feel good. Like you kind of kind of have a a little bit of a roller coaster of emotion but nothing that like throws you for a crazy loop. Um, About Time always gets me. Uh, the scenes between uh, Donald Gleason's character and his dad. Mm, it's so sweet and it always brings a tear to my eye. But in like the best way. Um, so yeah, those are some of my favorites. Um, I'm surprised Danny hasn't made us watch more, you know, tearjerker movies for We Should They're Watch a Movie. Your name, I think, is the only one. <laughs> I was looking back. That's the only one that he's he's made us watch that really got me good. Short term so, twelve, dude. What are you talking? You about? know, for being I, a I chose short term twelve, a prolific sad boy, Your Danny. You got to make us watch more sad movies. Um, because I'm here for it always. But yeah, can't wait to hear what y'all's lists are. And, um, you know, stay strong. We're all in this together. <laughs> Cry movies okay. are just not fun to talk about on podcasts, is the problem. Like, they, especially for our podcast, which is like not even, we don't even discuss things like critically. We just talk about like our favorite parts and least favorite parts and we recast them. Just like, like, crime movies are not great for our format of podcasting but having said that i chose short-term 12 which is like one of the yeah you biggest chose crime movies the biggest cry movie out of so i don't know what she's talking yeah. about i don't know why she would pull the the pretty anime movie that i chose and not short-term 12 but yeah all right um you guys also out everyone out there if forever. you're gonna send a voicemail in just cut it down less than ellen's the only <laughs> reason seconds, we didn't please. cut ellen's down is she actually scares us so <laughs> 90 seconds please god um you're you ready to get out of here we've been here we're going with this for an hour goodness um thank so. you for listening to the rankings huge thank you to brian guild the patron saint of crying at movies <laughs> um listen to bad about movies listen to spread the floor if you're into basketball mm-hmm. at all he makes spread the floor with tobin and it's and a blast if you're not, just subscribe and don't listen yeah that's also good S- subscribe and rate just be cool yeah. about it, you nerd yeah. Um, <laughs> please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RankingsPod over the double K in the middle. Uh, join our Discord. Uh, we recently started a Discord. It's free to join. Uh, we have a spot in there where you can share your rankings with us, give us episode ideas, a uh, good place to chat with us. You can make fun of Brian and give you a direct line to Brian for crying about movies that probably shouldn't make you cry. I if think uh, enough that I don't know what is. Starting in March, we're going to pick uh, once a month, we're going to pick an episode idea we like most in the episodes ideas channel suggested yeah. by someone else. So, yeah. So, put all your suggestions you- in there. Need a, need a place to recommend episodes to us, or you want to share your rankings with us? Discord's a place to do it. You can find the links to that in our uh, social media bios, or maybe in the episode description if we figured that out. I don't know. Hopefully, I did. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Until then, are you crying? There's no crying. 
There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> Bye. See ya.